Alright, so let's get started. Are we recording? Yeah. 26 minutes. Oh boy, you got a lot of You got 24 minutes and these more. Welcome to Free Fall <laughs> RC <laughs> Podcast. I wasn't talking about that. What was you? <laughs> oh boy. Alright. Uh, where are we? Episode 39, right? Yes. Northeast Model Helicopter Gym for Re Rika. Alright. Welcome to another episode of Freefall RC Podcast. Hi, I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We got Chris. What's up? And our friend Anthony on the show. I'm back. Haha, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll be back. Um, all right, this is episode number 39, the 14th annual Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree recap. Whoop, whoop. Yes, I mean, wow, what a great event, huh? Yes. It was awesome. We'll get to it, though. Yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, all right, so who wants to start us off? Don't all jump in at one time, now. <laughs> I'll start. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still catching up on sleep, buddy. All right, Kevin, go for it. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, the Heli Jamboree was awesome. Like we said, we'll talk about it. But uh, I was off a week because I was on vacation in Vegas. And this is how my week went. I'll, I'll sum up Vegas real quick. I lost money, I won money, I lost money. And I got pretty drunk a couple of nights due to <laughs> the fact that a friend of mine is a bartender and uh, he was trying out drinks on me, which was pretty awesome. Uh, so uh, get home from Vegas Wednesday night. Um, I edit the podcast and fix a helicopter Thursday night, one out of three that's broken, and <laughs> load up and go Friday night to, to the heli jam. So... Uh, yeah, a couple of guys were like, when I got the heli jam, were like, "Why are you fixing something here?" I'm like, "Because I had like a day, and like yeah. to get back, and then I had to edit the podcast and all that." So, which heli did you fix? I fixed the Oxy Three Stretch, the three okay. plus two eighty five. Yeah, as that was like the least of of the one that was like, but that's you know the Oxys are like my go to the five seventy. I'm still like feeling out so. I was like, if there's one I want to fly, it's going to be that one for right now. You know, I wanted to make sure at least that and the 380 was, was good and the 380 was good. Right. Like I said, we'll get to it. I might have purchased something while I was out there. Mm-hmm. After I got back from that, I still wanted to fly like crazy. So I I fixed the 570. I hovered that in between the, the little piece of property that's between my house and my neighbor's house, like the side yard that I have. It's about the size of a, maybe the size of a two-car garage. So I was over there hovering the 570. And I was oh, like, boy. this is going to make a lot of noise. I was like, but I don't care. I don't like my neighbors. So I'm going to fly <laughs> it. And uh, then I got the 380 out, and I was hovering that over there so it didn't get jealous. Okay. <laughs> and it just had to do that, too. But I, I was like just... I was ready to go flying today when I got home from work. I mean, just I was in a fly, I'm in a flying mood, dude. I want to try and fly as much as I can after that heli event. It was freaking awesome. But I did mess around with the Oxy Three. Why did I take that apart? Now I took that apart because during the during the flights that I had out there, we I noticed that uh, the elevator servo was I think it was right. the elevator servo was acting up. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Uh, you know, I went to let somebody try and fly it, and it wouldn't spool up. It was like it kept shutting down, and uh, yeah, we noticed that, that. We noticed it was my elevator servo that was doing it. It was because uh, it was jittery at one point, and then it wasn't, and it was just it was acting all crazy. Yeah. So did you find out what the problem was? Was it the servo itself, or yeah, it's the servo itself. 
Oh, wow. So the electronics got messed up in there. Yeah, I must have smashed it a little too hard mm-hmm. with one of my crashes. So screwing around, I got the gear off. I got the landing gear off it because uh, yeah, I like to be able to. It's easier to get to the servo connection. Plus, I wanted to right. shorten up my satellite receiver. Mm-hmm. cable was really long. I had a shorter one. I have like a six-inch one for that. So I replaced that. So while that was off, I got that fuselage, that 450 fuselage laying around. And I was like, let me throw this in there and just see how close it gets. I lined it up you know, next to it. And I'm like, wow, it's actually pretty close. So I, I jammed that thing in. It's about a half inch off, man. If I had to cut the tail down like a half inch, I could actually make it fit in there. And it looked pretty cool with the three-bladed head. Really? And I took a couple pictures. I think I sent them to you guys. So, so it was a half inch too long. The tail, yeah. Huh. And it's okay. uh, it's fiberglass. You know, it's a little fiberglass kit. Right. And I could 3D print uh, stands or figure out what I was going to do for stands. But I, after I got done with that and I sent you guys pictures, I was like, you know what? This would be a good candidate for the Oxy-4 maybe when that comes out. to throw that in there. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I might be ordering two of them. Who knows? <laughs> nice. I come out. I'm definitely getting one. I'm like, I got to try it. Yep, yep. Now, so that's my quick, week in a nutshell. Let me ask you this question real quick. Um, that one Oxy with the servo problem, which servos were those? Those were uh, the Hobby King ones, the Turnigy oh. ones. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, dude, those MKSs are still, dude, crash after crash, I'm still using them. Awesome. Nice. So cool. That's it for me, man. All right, who's next? Well, for me, my week was uneventful, I guess you could say. Um, I didn't really get to do much <laughs> due to the fact that I sold my DX9 radio to Rich. So all of my quads were grounded. Is Last that why time. you came to the helicopter jamboree? Because no. you didn't have any quads to fly? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Uh, just busted me, a child. <laughs> after, after my first time going there and that was actually my first i don't know about you guys but that was my very first um fun fly i've ever been to mm-hmm. and ever since i went i just i had a blast and i made it a mission that i'm gonna go every year so yeah. nice so yeah um but yeah anyways my, my i didn't have a radio to fly quads and most of my helicopters were all collecting dust and so forth so I ended up, you know, I had the chance to take out the hullies, dust, the, dust, dust them off really nice, polish them up, and make sure they're ready to go for the, for the heli jam. Mm-hmm. So, what I, you, know, you know, that Mikado released some updates for the, you know, for the radio and the V-bars and so forth. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I never got around to doing it. So I spent my week doing that and just checking everyone, making sure my pitch was good on all of them every you know my servos my tail travel and so forth and that was pretty much it i mean all of that but i only got to bring what three helis because <laughs> i couldn't fit anything in my tiny little car three which ones did you bring i know you brought the oxy and you sold one but what's then you had your goblin i had my was... goblin that's it i brought two oxys and a goblin ah two oxys okay cool yeah so i wanted to bring my 480 mm-hmm um, uh, it just it bummed me out. I couldn't bring it, but yeah. that was it. Um, but let me tell you, I'm glad I got to fly them. Nice. 
It was a blast. Cool. I guess I'll go and then we'll have Chris go last and then we'll go right into the main topic. So, the the week before the Heli Jam, I think it was three nights in a row. I basically, as soon as I got home from work, I just started cranking on some helis um, to about two in the morning every night, three nights in a row, trying to get these helis ready. Uh, the Oxy 3 Cube, that exploded because I lost the spindle and I just ate itself in midair. So, that was like a total rebuild. Like I even reset the Neo and I, I totally rebuilt it. Dude, I have a little comment on that. Yeah. My comment is, was that due to you jamming the motor into the main gear? No. Like the week before? No, that's a spindle. I didn't lose like, if I lost the main gear, I could expect that. Like if I ate the main gear up some more. But you, but said, you, I lost... you said you ground up a, a bearing in it. No, no, that was from when I crashed. Okay. The, the, the bear, the, my, my main bearing blocks have been like kind of... I don't know. They're, they're, they, they, have, they definitely seem better days. All the bearings were kind of shot, but I just kept on flying it because the Oxy's a tank. It doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it cared in that video, and it, like, rage quit on you. No, that was, that was the spindle. I, I, when, when a blade shoots out of the head, and it still has the O-ring and everything, and the spindle's not bent or nothing... That's the I, oh, okay. I didn't tie the spindle bolt or the spindle bolt came loose or vibed out or something, but I totally lost the blade. Which you know, having two out of three blades on a on a tri head, it's just so yeah, out of balance. It's not gonna work. Yeah, it's so out of balance that it just ate itself. Um, yeah, so I mean, I got that fixed in a day. It was basically a total rebuild from from the ground up. Like I tore everything apart, every single screw, rebuilt everything. And one night, I was surprised I was able to get that done. Uh, then I had the Oxy-3 Tariq, Tarek. Uh, just had a broken landing skid, so I replaced that. So that was quick. And then I started working on my 570 because I had a oops moment. I didn't mention it on the show, but I'll mention it real quick now. Is uh, A week before that, I basically was inverted about, I don't know, 8 to 10 feet off the ground, kind of just hovering there. And for some reason, I knocked into the throttle hold button. Uh, my hands were placed in a different position than I normally fly. And it's not really that close, but this time it was. And I clicked it, and I just panicked, and I tried to flip the heli over. Um, but it came down on its tail. Totally, the whole tail rebuilt. The tail boom was good. It just had a couple of chips in the paint, um, which I just epoxy just to make sure, you know, it stayed together. But uh, total rebuild of the tail, like... From the shaft to the spindle to the to the tail box, the metal one on the side, the, the you know carbon fiber one on uh, fin on the other side, uh, the tail blade grips, like everything, totally rebuilt. And then, um, and I think I might have bent the spindle on top because one of the blades did get cracked, so I just replaced it anyways, just to be on the safe side. Um, got new blades for it. Went with 550 Zeals uh, tri set, and then Zeal tail blades. Um, and that, that seems to be good. It seems to be flying good now. Uh, what else did I do? Upgraded my Goblin 700. I had some, I had a lot of slop in the main gear to the, uh, I guess the intermediate shaft gear or whatever it's called that goes down to, uh, the motor pulley. You know, it was a decent amount of slop. So I figured I had the Lynx one. Let me replace it. I replaced that and now it's like 
tight. It's perfect. There's the mesh is perfect. There's no uh, slop in it. So so that was cool. I also upgraded. What did I upgrade on that? I redid the wiring to clean everything up and shorten up the lengths for all the servos. Uh, redid some of the other wiring for like the ESC and everything, just to clean up the wiring. And then I got the uh, Goblin, the SAB Black Thunder uh, canopy mounts. And those are amazing. They're so much better than the, the ones I came with. So I got that. Really? Yeah, just just a couple little upgrades. But uh, yeah, those canopy mounts are really cool. They like to pop off the canopy, you just pull and comes right off. Put them on, you just push and they just go right on. Like Cool. Then that Friday, I guess before the Friday, um, Maria was working. So I had I took off to run some errands. I got oil change in a car, the doctor's appointment, got a haircut and a shave. And then we packed up uh, Friday afternoon with the family and then, you know, to drive up to the event. That's pretty much my five days there. Chris? Cool. I'm here. I'm awake. <laughs> you sound exhausted. Oh, man. I wish I, I needed a day off for my day off, really. All right. So I'm not sure if I meant it or not. The last, like, week and a half of my timeline has been a complete blur. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, like, the day after we recorded because I know we recorded because we recorded early because then – Kevin had to leave. So I think we recorded last on a Friday. So I think it was a day after we recorded. I was out at the field with Kyle, just having fun, and I was showing him, you know, some new maneuvers. And I was uh, flying my logo forward. That's kind of my go-to beater. Mm-hmm. And I was doing the biggest full collective reverse loop that you could do. And uh, typically with that maneuver, I have so much inertia coming out of it. I write aileron into a hurricane and pick mm-hmm. up even more speed. I don't know what happened. Complete brain fire. I'm talking to Kyle. I went left aileron. I hit that geotech, and I balled that logo up like a piece of paper. Um, <laughs> I, hit the runway, I hit the runway. The second it hit, I hit throttle hold. The helicopter went about 30 feet past the runway. And what's funny is I didn't go to the helicopter first. I went right over the geotech because I knew, being a brand-new runway, <laughs> if I did any damage, <laughs> I I had to be the first one to call the president. And um yeah, I messed up the runway pretty good. You guys saw it. There's like four mm-hmm. patches on it now because I plowed it in. It was uh, it was almost a rekit. Add everything up. It was about a $395 crash. Wow. Oh, yeah. So luckily I had enough spare parts. So it ended up costing me around $250. I had the stock canopy on it, the old beater canopy. Mm-hmm. Um, the really nice red one you guys saw at our fun fly. Wasn't using that. So I had it at home, which is cool. Wasn't sure if I was going to rebuild it or sell it or what i was going to do so kyle makes a joke he's like hey man why don't you uh pull the v-bar out and let's put it in a jet because at the time i was just testing a jet out wasn't sure if i was going to like that so i just had my futaba radio in it right so kyle's like yeah let's let's put v-plane on a jet i'm like dude i don't have my laptop he's like i got my laptop you pull the receiver out of the jet i'll pull the neo off the the logo and i'll hook it up to the computer i gotta tell you what guys within 20 minutes of us pulling the receivers and kyle switching over in his laptop from um uh, Mikado Chopper to the V-Plane software. Mm-hmm. Within 20 minutes, we had it in a jet, programmed, flaps, retracts, expo, and I was taken off for a maiden flight with a Neo. Um, nice. It's, I, I can't say enough about that system. So when I ended up getting home that that day, out of spite, I just pulled everything out of the logo. Just get really break If I was going to rebuild it, I figured let's break it down to, to bare bones. Mm-hmm. So I took everything out of him. Like, well, now I got everything out. Do I want to rebuild and put everything back in? I've now ripped out the servos. Everything's got to be centered again. Right. So I said, I said, now what? What can I buy that will use ninety-five percent of this equipment? 
Well, I was tired of staring at Anthony's beautiful Goblin 500 Sport on Facebook for the past month. Mm-hmm. Um, so we worked a deal there, and I picked up uh, the Goblin and, and the motor because that's all I really needed was a motor. Um, as hard as I balled that helicopter up, it was all airframe only. The MKS servos and Neo, I mean, everything survived that crash. Nice. So um, Anthony rushed out the Goblin and the motor. HeliDirect rushed me out some batteries, and then I actually ordered all the parts for the logo so i completely i actually completely rebuilt the logo which is 90 percent brand new so mm-hmm. I, I rebuilt that and sold it before the heli jam and i got the goblin 500 done and made and raped for the heli jam nice um it was just it's been exhausting a few weeks so i had to tie up all the loose ends with sponsors and pilots and campers and of course the, the one week leading up to the heli jam i had service call after service call after service call oh, of course um mm-hmm. but Thursday, I was able to get out around three o'clock, flew home, loaded up my work van with, you know, all the fun flight goodness, my helicopters, all my gear. Um, won't talk too much about the heli jam. It's a show topic. Um, but Thursday night, went out to the field with my family. Kyle Stacy was out there. I was waiting for the first of the campers to arrive. So I was just getting some first kind of test flights on the Goblin 500 and then just getting ready for the for the next day. All in all, I think of the three, three, four day weekend, I was up every day at 6 a.m., showered and ready to get out the door and i don't think i got to bed till 1 1 30 every night so mm-hmm. yesterday was a nice just relaxing day we celebrated my birthday yesterday because we skipped it on thursday didn't get any flying in yesterday i just spent the day relaxing with the with the kids and, and wife and um i put all the fun fly banners and everything back up in the loft i put the piper cub back up in the loft just kind of went through i sent a thank you letter out to all my sponsors and then right before my family came over for my birthday I started working on uh, the Heli Jam video, which mm-hmm. I actually got done and published and posted right before the show. So yep. it's you guys saw it. it's up it's up everywhere out in the in the cyber world. Um, nice post posted up. Yeah, it was around. Eight, I yeah. had a lot. Thank you. I had a lot more pictures and stuff, but for some reason YouTube won't let me do anything over 15 minutes. So I had to cut out about three extra minutes of um, pictures, but it came out awesome. Um, Hannah Wright. One of our cl- uh, one of our great friends' daughter was there. She took over 800 pictures this weekend. Wow. Um, so I, I, I posted a photo album up on my Facebook page, and I think I shared it on our page as well. Nice. So that's all I'm going to say. Let's get into the show topic. All right. So the Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree. Um, this was a trip up to Chris's Field up in uh, – it's not – I mean, it's by Rochester, but what town is it actually in? It's – it's Masson in New York, so it's a suburb. So if you guys say you're like you know in the city of New Jersey or whatever, you're in a suburb. Right. Um, we are really only about 15, 20 minutes east. Like Anthony was the closest. Anthony stayed in Henrietta, so he was about five minutes from the city of Rochester. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned Rochester because that's what people know. People know Syracuse, sure. they know Buffalo, they know right, Rochester. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Masson, New York, cute little farm town. And yep. if, if we didn't have signs up, we drive past our field because that, that quarter mile drive back, you wouldn't even know there's a, that, that field back there until you get around that last 90 degree turn by our sign. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how, how was your guys drive? Cause my four minute drive wasn't too bad. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about the drive. Up. Um, Anthony, you left first, right? So why don't you start off? It took me roughly about six hours and 10 minutes. Um, when I first put it in a GPS, I left around 3 o'clock, so I should have gotten there around roughly at 9 o'clock per the GPS. Mm-hmm. And then on the ride up there, once we got, you know, first I have to go through New Jersey west 
all the way towards Pennsylvania and then get in, go through the Poconos and stuff like that. But um, I, I hit some kind of, I don't know if it was traffic or, or what, but the GPS kept rerouting me. It kept telling me that there was an accident up ahead. You can save 15 minutes by going this way, yada, yada, yada. So anyways, long story short, it ended up going into almost eight hours. And then luckily, I guess the accident cleared up before I reached it. And it readjusted, and I ended up making it there in, in exactly six hours and ten minutes. The drive up there, though, is beautiful. I mean, yes. all the farms you get to see, and it's just, I'm a city boy. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, you know, and um, when I first moved out of New York, I ended up moving to a smaller city, and then from there, I ended up coming back to Jersey, which is a bigger city. So, but when I get to see the country, it's just, it's remarkable. I love it. I mean, mm-hmm. I wish I could move out there, but I need to win the lottery in order to do that. Yep, <laughs> so, yep I hear that. You know, it, it's not going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, we could move to the country if my wife didn't have to, you know, with her line of work, she'll lose all her clients and stuff and start all right. over from scratch, which is tough. So, right. um, but other than that, I mean, it's beautiful. The drive, you know, it's a long drive, six hours, but the views and and it's just it was well worth it yeah i don't know about you but every time i see a field i'm like oh i just want to stop and fly <laughs> yeah dude where chris lives i mean you yeah. can stop and fly anywhere there's so many and like and i look at people's houses and i'm like oh if i had that house i could do i could fly an oxy right in the backyard right there no <laughs> problem man yeah yeah i know exactly what you say because yeah. we went to this one area and there were some beautiful houses. And my wife was like, I love that house. I'm like, I don't. There's too many, <laughs> tree, there's too many trees around. And then she's like, you only want to open fuel for your helis. I'm like, no, those trees can fall on us, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, then who did you go next? You drove up. Uh, after, yeah, then I right? think. Ricky and I left, yeah. Yeah, because I was last there. He yeah. got in his vehicle at like 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. and drove up. Nah, and it's only an hour ride, hour and 15 minutes from the field. It took mm-hmm. him It took him almost two and a half hours to get up because it's Labor Day weekend. Everybody's on oh, 287 right. and 80. So he got All up right. to my house like quarter after five, and we loaded up and then split. And then we got up there. He got up there around five to my house, maybe. We got up okay. there about uh, 1030. Okay. Our key to the hotel room in, threw our stuff in, and we we're like, "Where's the nearest restaurant? We're hungry." That's still open. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, there's a tap house bar and grill." That we we're like, "That's great. We'll walk down there." So we walked down there, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we sat down, had a, uh, a couple of drinks. The guy made vodka tonics in his like Collins glass. It was freaking huge. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll have another one of those." And uh, <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> it, was, it was it was cool. But uh, Anthony, I cannot say the same though, dude. For me. Pennsylvania is is a uh, a rolling tapestry of the same farm and same field, and there's a guy just on the side of the window of the car just rolling this big giant screen. I don't know. I'm like, there's another far- farm, there's another field, and uh, I just want to get there. But it was cool because um, Rick likes to talk, so we talked a lot on the way up. It was it was pretty mm-hmm. good. Nice. And, uh, and then we went to the Fun Fly Man Hotel was pretty good too. It was a little old, you know, older. They're working on it, but uh, it was all right. And we stayed in Newark, in the Newark Gardens Hotel, <laughs> and it's not the Newark I know. No. 
by no, any stretch of imagination. When we rolled in, I said, dude, welcome to 1950. <laughs> oh, boy. That's what I said to him. But uh, I love that kind of town, dude. Like, it's right on the we, – we went right over the Erie River or Erie Canal. We went Erie over. Erie Canal. And, dude, I was like, I could move here tomorrow. I don't know what I would do for work, but I could move here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah that canal is legit. It was cool. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, it's funny. It's part of history. Yeah, it is. It is. It's yeah. funny that it's funny that you mentioned Newark because my wife sees a sign for Newark, and she's like, "Is this Newark, New Jersey?" <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> Baby, you made a wrong turn. <laughs> and when we checked in, the girl knew we were from Jersey, and she was like, "I had a call today that somebody wanted uh, wanted to know if we supplied a shuttle to the airport." And she was like, what airport? And they were like, Newark Airport. And she's like, you got the wrong Newark. I'm like, <laughs> if you can't, it's, it's like, that's not even like a three hour mess up. That's like a six and a half hour mess up. If right. You can't figure yeah. that one out, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I told, wow. I told my wife the same thing. I'm like, hey, this is, there's a Newark in every state. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, there's a Newark in every state. But, anyways, I stood in Rochester. I forgot to mention that. Um, yeah, you stayed in a nice well, Henry, hotel. Yeah, the, it was called the Marriott Rochester slash Henrietta. So I guess I was right outside of Rochester. Mm-hmm. And um, that hotel was really, really nice. It was a little expensive. I think it was about $160 a night. Um, okay. But we, we stood an extra day, you know, just to enjoy it and enjoy the, the area and whatnot. Right. And, of course, fly a little bit extra with Chris. And cool. It was great. Nice. It's funny because we left around five five thirty two, and we got up there around ten ten thirty. I know when Anthony, you texted saying that you just got the hotel. We were probably about twenty minutes away or so from our hotel. Um, the drive was good. We we didn't go the same way you guys. When you basically went west and then went north, we went north and then went west. So um, basically, from Jersey, if if. Our listeners know Jersey. We went up Route 17 to 287, 87, uh, the Major Deegan, and then um, and then basically you get on Route 6, Old 17, and you just stay on that past Binghamton, just kind of going on there until you hit. I think like was it 90 or 91? One of those roads up there. 90 is a throughway, yeah. So it was either 81, yeah, so it's, 81 so, north and 90, yeah. Um, and it was, you know, we didn't really hit that much traffic. It was pretty clear shot. Um, a little bit on the Major Deegan by Woodbury Commons up by Rockland County, Orange County area. But it wasn't too bad. So we, we made good time. Um, we did stop, you know, quite a bit to get gas and food and, you know, my smoke breaks smoke and stuff. Smoke cigarette. So, uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, we got up there in about six hours, I would say. Or five and a half, whatever it was. Um, not bad at all. The hotel we stayed at was uh, the one that Chris recommended, uh, which got booked up pretty quick, the Palmera Inn. Yeah, we passed that on the way out. That was really close to the field. Yeah, it was basically two, you know, two streets. You just go down one street, make a left, and then the field's on your right. Like, Did you guys notice the intersection of Church Street and whatever it was? Uh, Main Street, there, where there's four churches. Where there was four churches, a church on each corner. We were laughing. I was like, all, yeah. all different denominations. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we were like, this is definitely Church Street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we mer- we saw that last year. Nice. Yeah. I was like, ooh, man, there's going to be some holy wars here. No. <laughs> Kidding. 
so I mean the hotel was good. It was uh, it was a pretty decent sized room, and I think it was it was close to what you paid, uh, Anthony. I think it was like one fifty, and it was like it was like a king size with two uh, twins, and like a little kitchenette, little thing area, whatever. Uh, breakfast in the morning was okay. It wasn't anything special to write home about, but I know your breakfast, Anthony. Look, that looked pretty good when you sent that picture. Yeah, dude, that breakfast was on point. I it was like <laughs> unlimited, and you know, I gained like twenty pounds there. And <laughs> dude, you were killing me. I was like, stop taking pre- pictures of the breakfast and get to the damn fun fly. I was like, where dude, is everybody? It was, like, yeah. it was amazing. They had a pool. I mean, it's a full out. It's like a spa, dude. They had a pool. They had a, a big gym in there. It's cr- it was nice, and the the hotel was just remodeled. So if you guys are going up next year, I highly recommend it. How was the drive to the field though? That was like what fifteen twenty. It was about twenty twenty five minutes away. Okay. Um, and that's only because uh, the people there they strictly follow the speed limits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all country roads, but for some reason, they follow the speed limits, 25, 35. Yeah. Um, we, know the ca- we know where the caps hide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see not one. The second, the second when, when we got up, uh, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when we got up Sunday to go back out to the field, mm-hmm. Cricky, <laughs> this is how smooth of a driver Cricky is. He puts his coffee cup on the bumper and forgets it, and we get all the way there, crossing the train tracks. No way. And the way. coffee cup is still sitting on the back of the bumper. Yeah. Serious? Yeah. <laughs> no the, the, big, the big tracks? Yeah, the big oh, tracks. Yeah. like got to go five miles per hour. And I told him, I said, slow it down, because he hit him pretty hard like going back You know, the night before. I was like, dude, remember those train tracks. Take it easy. And he slowed down nice and slow. Yeah. That's funny. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, <laughs> That's amazing. crazy. Oh man! All right, so let's talk about the fun fly. We we kind of broke. I broke this up, the main topic up into different categories, and and now that we kind of covered the drive up in the hotel, um, our initial impressions when we got to the fun fly and and the overall, I guess, impressions too. The field is really nice. I, I like it. And I, I love that on the right side of the field you have the soybean uh, field that kind of it's kind of like perpendicular to the main flight line. Yeah, almost, yeah. Kind of at yeah. an angle. It and gives an you a lot more room. Right, right. I, I really enjoyed that part. Um, Geotextile runway, you know, we're used to that. It would have been nice if we could do some rolling uh, landings on it, though, or skidding landings or whatever we call them. Kevin still did. <laughs> I heard. Kevin did twice and got yelled at both times. <laughs> I, was, I was yelling at so many people. I felt so bad. I was like the, I was like the general out there this week and i felt horrible but it's like brand new and knowing i'm the one that messed it up weeks prior mm-hmm. I-, I was just like hitler out there i'm like guys do not touch the geo do not land on the-. everybody's like oh chris is yelling at us again. <laughs> yeah you were like you know there's other guys here that don't want to see it tore up you're like i don't i don't really care but you know i don't want to see the other guys like start yelling at you either so All right so i mean i pulled up probably later than Everyone else. I think I was the last to get there. Yeah, we got up. We were there. We left there and I think got there at like 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. 7.30, I don't know, the, on Saturday, dude. And we were ready yeah. to go. We were freaking helping set up some stuff and getting covers on canopies and just doing whatever we could to help out. And, yeah, it was cool. Nice. Chris, Chris was running around a little bit, but nothing major. Like, he seemed to, you know, well, I'm sure it was nothing like his first year where he almost had a nervous breakdown. 
All right. No, third yeah. <clears throat> third year's third year's a charm. I've learned from my negatives and stuff. And I gotta say, Tent City was on point this year. Tent City because was awesome. we had by the time Steve and Anthony showed up, we had yeah. we had all five tents hooked up in like almost like an L shape. We had three generators going, four tables, and yep. we just had we probably I mean, on the west end of the field, the the pros and the other guys do their tent city. I'm always next to the giveaway because I want to keep my eye on the you know three four grade in prices. Mm-hmm. But um, our, I think our tent city was awesome. And then what's cool is we had the we normally had the one big gray public tent like you guys have the canopy. Yeah. But um, our, our club members brought the other white one. So instead of having my family under my small tent, we were able to have five tents just for heli, heli, helicopter stuff. And nice. then I had my family. And in public under the white tent, so we had it. We had it hooked up this year. Yeah. And- hey, what do you mean by by the time Steve and Anthony showed up? Steve was the one that was like four hours late. Yeah. <laughs> well, <'Cause> somebody <laughs> for some reason, I asked, "Oh, where's what's the address to the field?" And then someone gave me an address to a hotel in Newark for some reason. <laughs> I don't well, know why. Gave you that? Like, why would I need to know what the address of a hotel in Newark would be? But you know. Me rushing more, like, come on, babe, we gotta go, we gotta go. They're all waiting for me. Click, I push that address, and I'm like, where are we going? I thought we were about five, ten minutes from the field, and I feel like I've been driving for fifteen minutes now. Yeah, I ended up in Newark. Uh, <laughs> uh, you drove all the way there. Yeah, I passed the dealership, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Just I pulled into the dealership. This isn't right. <laughs> oh, look at this. Yeah, it's Newark. No, no, we gotta go back. <laughs> so yeah. Newark, New Jersey. No, Newark, <laughs> New York. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so but dude, you, I, you started I, getting so late that I was like, man, I hope he's okay. I was gonna text you and ask you if everything was all right. We didn't, we didn't hear from you or anything. I was like, geez, I thought he was right down the street. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, like, I thought he was. Just in, I thought he was in the crowd and just blended in with the small children. <laughs> oh. oh man! <laughs> and then there's nothing like showing up and having your buddy tell you. Well, nothing like being late to a fun fly like the asshole that I am. I felt bad. I was like, I probably shouldn't have said that. And Steve looked at me like he wanted to hit me. So who gave you the who gave you the freaking directions? I don't know. Who who was staying in Newark? Oh, me. And Ricky. I guess. But it wasn't me that sent you the directions, so it must have been somebody else. I could scroll back and see. Was it me? No, I don't think it was you. I didn't think so. I don't know. Because I don't even know where I am now. (laughs) I I wouldn't know where I was over there. Let's see here. But, dude, Funfly was freaking amazing. I just want to talk in general maybe a little bit about it. Sorry, it was you, Kevin. 201299 South Main Street, New York. I'm like, what? Okay. And that's the address I clicked. (laughs) Oh, that's me. I'm sorry, dude. (laughs) because <laughs> i'm like oh where's the feel <laughs> and then that's the address i saw so i clicked it but okay yeah, either way it's all it <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry dude I, nah, no wow worries. well you know what 10 30 we got in and a couple of vodka tonics later and i'm up at freaking seven o'clock mm-hmm. doing the the corporate style breakfast sorry i'm a little excited i guess i didn't look at what i was sending you Nah, no worries. So, dude, the people at the Funfly, yes, get to, but the freaking pilots, I could not believe the amount of kick-ass pilots that were up there. Like, yes. I was blown away. Like, I was expecting to see, 
you know, Kyle Stacy tearing it up. Dude, I cannot believe the amount of insanely good pilots that were up there. Yeah. And oh my God, dude. Like to the point where I was like, I got a chance to stand next to um I I'm just gonna start in, man. I got a chance to stand next to uh a guy they call Piro Pete. Pete uh no Piro oh, Phil. Phil Phil, yep. And uh I was watching him fly and watching his thumbs. Mm-hmm. This, like and it was just like I was I was blown away. He was flying a, a I think a logo six ninety or a logo something, pretty mm-hmm. large in a small area, and he was just flipping the crap out of it. Man, Piro went around and just doing his thing, and I was watching him. It was it was really cool opportunity to watch a pro pilot like, and I'll call him pro, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just just to stand next to him and watch him fly and watch his his hands at the same time is just really amazing. Seriously, he just not stopped here. Like he, he just had his y'all just yanked to one side and yeah, constantly just flying like that, like with no problem. Hey. Positive on positive, negative on the collective, and just time everything was timing with his right hand. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, to see him do that. That's what I always tell people because people are like, "Hey, what pros are coming?" Like, well, Kyle's going to be there. It's his field. But even if I didn't get any pros and just Kyle showed up and all my guys that you met. Mm-hmm. It's 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 fun regardless, and the, like you said, Kevin, the amount of talent coming out of my the guys I know, like Chris Diamante, oh. the young kid who flies oh, yeah, for S and Yeah, you go back three four years ago when I met him, he was just this young little you know twelve thirteen year old hovering around a Raptor fifty um, mm-hmm. fly bar, and that kid's just excelled so much in the past two years. That kid's amazing. Yeah. He's yep. amazing too, man. And he did he was in on a night fly. Oh, and he actually was like. Uh, so how do you like the oxy? Blah, blah blah. I've been thinking about getting one, and I was like, "Dude, fly it. Let me get a pack." Yeah. The second pack I had of the day was just to let him fly it and try it did out. He, did he beat the crap out of it? He was beating on it pretty good. It was a little sport. Okay. He liked it. He That's liked good. it. Another guy, uh, his buddy Phil. Um, I don't know how they know each other. Like I thought it was his his dad because like I, I'm just meeting these guys. Mm-hmm. But um, that was a that was a different guy, Phil. Who gave us beer and stuff? But I'll get into that later. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he he was like, "Oh, now you went and did it. Uh, I gotta freaking get a. Uh, I'm gonna have to get an oxy." And I, I asked him if he wanted to fly. He's like, "No, nah, no." Nah. I'm like, "Believe me, you can't smash it any worse than I've already done. You know, <laughs> go nuts and try it out." You know him, right? Chris Phil. Um, Phil Goodwin. Phil Goodwin. Goodwin yeah, right. yeah. Phil Johnson is the puro. That's Phil Johnson. He's the one yeah. who's got the logo and the Diablo and stuff. Yep. Nice. Yeah, Phil Phil Goodwin, he's like best friends with the Diamantes. He rides up in their camper. They were they were actually one of the first ones to show up on Thursday and they mm-hmm. were one of the last ones to leave at uh like eight o'clock on Sunday. Nice. Wow. Yeah, he took gave, he took me on a tour of the camper and everything. Like, oh yeah. That nice. camper's sick, dude. It's like a big giant bus. You roll in, you hit two buttons, it levels itself and the the three or four extensions pop out. And wow. well, the, well, well, the wife believe the, the size of it inside. It's huge. The wife is making a joke that they parked in the black hole because they went to leave at like five o'clock on Sunday and the camper was dead. Oh. So they had to jump it with another jumper or another camper. They finally mm-hmm. get it running and everything's electronic, everything in those things. So yeah. it goes to putting right. gear, it wouldn't go in gear. So they left it running and they left for like two hours to go to Olive Garden for dinner. And when he finally came back, it went in gear. They hooked up their uh, their Jeep and they, uh, they towed out of there. Wow. Where are they coming from? They are in uh, New York. Yeah, by Hudson, New York, you said. Oh, that's right. Yeah, not Georgetown. 
I asked him to. I forgot. They're about five and a half hours away. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll spoil you, though, real quick. That camper setup they had was just amazing. Mm. Hey, speaking of uh, watching Phil with his, uh, with his thumbs or whatnot, you ever watch Kyle's thumbs? No, I was going to go out uh. there and check him out, but, you know, he would just... He'd have something ready, just go out there, do his thing, you know, and then uh, I was kind of, I was either flying or I was talking to, you know, people at the time. Cool. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you really can't because he keeps the remote so far low, right by oh, his crotch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like basically pointing down. Right? Yeah. It's like you're looking at his crotch. You don't want to stand there looking at his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Only you, uh, Anthony. <laughs> 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 but dude, I wanted to say I got a chance to right off the bat meet Chris's lovely wife and family. Nicole was there with, with the kids, man, and uh, I met Chris's mom and dad, mm-hmm. who told me she listens to the show. And I was like, yeah. "Oh crap, uh, I'm the one no. that edits now. I got to edit out all this this stuff." And she's like, "No." <laughs> and immediately I'm thinking about Chris peeing at the end of the one show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like, "All right, mom, show's over. Shutting it off. You don't want to hear the rest of it." <laughs> <laughs> no, I think yeah, I think she said that she listens to it in the car with with her husband, with Dave. So yeah, yeah, they are awesome. My my yes. wife fell in love with them. Yeah, I mean, they were just chatting away. They're, nice, they're good and, people, um, man. Absolutely, they raised me right, man. It's it's all it's all parenting. Yep, and, uh, so. definitely wouldn't be where that where I am today without them. Big hey, big you, supporters. Your dad yes. was saying where where you guys grew up, you had like. 50 acres all to yourself of all fields. I'm like, oh my God, this guy should be flying like Kyle Stacy. <laughs> yeah, well I, well, I didn't touch helicopters until like the late 90s. But yeah, yeah we grew funny. up, we had, we had uh, one and a half mobile acres, and then we had just 50 acres of corn around us. So basically, we had our own airplane field. If I wasn't with Papa at the field, I was yep. home, and my dad was flying with me at home. Oh, yeah, that's geez. exactly what he said. Wow. So, what does your dad do for a living? When we lived in Syracuse, he got a job for Xerox. That's why we moved here to Rochester in 97. Okay. And uh, he's a computer programmer manager at Xerox, but he is happily retired for over three years now. Nice. Awesome. Nice. That's great. So that's when I got him into the helicopters when he had a little more time to relax. He, he taught me how to fly airplanes, so I taught him how to fly helis. Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I got a couple pictures of Anthony taking video of him flying or pictures of him flying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we hey. flew a ton. After you guys left on Sunday... Sunday was like fun day, and we'll talk about that more. But after you guys left on Sunday, Anthony stayed around to like 5.30. And, man, I think my dad, between my dad and Anthony and I, once once the majority of the fun flight guys got out of there around 1 to 2, we were just going back-to-back flying. And, and I had both my chargers going, so my dad was charge, fly, charge, fly, and he got a ton of flights in. Because Friday, Friday, he didn't fly. He just kind of helped me set up, and I flew with Kyle. Saturday, I only flew like five times. I did my noontime demo to start the whole demos off. Mm-hmm. And then um, I only got like three other flights on Saturday just because I'm off doing my, my you know, contest director thing. Um, and I don't think he maybe got two flights in on Saturday. But Sunday is always a chill day. And we knew we were out there because if the public was coming, someone's got to fly. And he had a blast. I think he I think he did 10 or 11 flights on Sunday just himself. Nice. Yeah. Um, let's get back to the people. So Chris Breams. Yes. Chris. We finally met Chris in person. Mr. Awesome Chris guy, Breams man. And his, uh, his daughter, Emily, is it? 
yeah, Emily. Um, great, great people, man. Dude, Chris is he's a good guy, man, for sure. You know what I like about the listeners that we've met, man? Just mm-hmm. everybody is a ball buster. They come up, yeah. they start busting shot, and it just perfect fits. It fits right. It makes uh-huh. me feel like uh, like I'm at home. You know? Yeah. Shut up. I know where you're getting at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Phil, right? He he uh, he listens to us. He was like Phil. I, yeah. Was it Phil? No, no. Goodwin. Yeah, Phil Goodwin. Yeah. Oh, Phil. Okay. The first day, or not the first day, but Saturday, he was wearing a shirt like OG 3D or something like that. Right. Old okay. man. Th- old man 3D. Old man 3D. That's it. I yeah. need one of those shirts. <laughs> yeah, me too. And, and he, you know, we were talking about. I was talking to him. He, I think he was probably one of the first, um, you know, just folks that I met up there, like you know, that I started talking to him and and his friend. I think is Tim. Mm. Or Tom. Tom. Todd, there's Todd. Maybe Todd. I'm terrible with names, but especially when they're Tim or Tom. Yeah, or Todd. <laughs> or Todd. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, and we got to chatting, and and I think his friend was a, a Jetty flyer, and then Rick came up with his Jetty radio, and and there was another guy with his Jetty radio, and they took a shot together. Uh, the you know the old old guys with Jetty radios. <laughs> uh, it was just hilarious. But uh, yeah, I mean, just the people there were great. Uh, even even Maria was saying like, like everyone's so nice there. It's just it kind of like she got taken back by it. Dude, you know, it's, it's nice freaking to... real America. And I and That's I didn't even I know my boys. I I didn't even know my boys listened to the show. Like I've always invited my friend, my close heli friends, into like our Facebook page to get traffic and you know show people what we're doing. Uh-huh. But it, it was like nine. It was before. It was before you guys showed up. So it was probably like seven thirty. Um, Kevin, before you and Creaky showed up, and 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 Phil Goodwin, he's like, he's like, hey, where's the Free Fall Boys? I'm like, I go, you listen to the podcast? He goes, oh yeah. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, yeah, I got to, I got to introduce Christopher to the guys when he gets there. Nice. And, uh, I thought that was yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. And then even even the ca- Canadian guys like yes, Santino Joe, Nini, um, Gene, uh, Eugene from Rotor Quest. That's mm-hmm. like their main hobby shop up in Canada. Yep. We had like we had a, like a group of like eight Canadians come down Thursday yep. night, Friday, Saturday. So I mean, we get guys from all over the U.S. and Canada come down for this event. Yeah, yeah. I saw the pictures of them at the border on Facebook. Yeah, going to the yeah. fun fly. Yeah, but they tagged us. Um, yeah, Joe Joe Boss. He he tagged us, and then uh, yeah, yeah. It was a whole bunch of them that came down, which is awesome. Was Joe the Joe was the other like older guy, big like big dude, really good shape, in shape. Dude, yes. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was watching me fly, and he was like, "From what you say on the podcast, man, I didn't expect you to fly that good." Right. <laughs> I was like, "Thanks, man." <laughs> right. A planker flying helis. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, I got a chance to talk to like a bunch of people for yeah. Sometimes, sometimes forty-five minutes to an hour, man. It was it was awesome, dude. Yeah, it was good to definitely good to hang out and like. You know, spot for 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 them and have them spot for us and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I want to uh, shout out to um, Death Pilot, Bill, right? Yes. Yeah, he was a cool dude. You know, who was cracking me up the whole damn <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, he was freaking <laughs> yeah. piss funny, man. Mm-hmm. So, he he at um, on Sunday he's like, "You're coming down to the the thing in South Jersey, right?" Because he's from South Jersey. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, uh. You know, I don't know because, you know, I got to I got to just, you know, I can probably tell the wife, yeah, I'm going to be gone for Saturday or whatever. She'd be cool with it. Uh-huh. But I just out of courtesy, I like to, you know, 
let her know. Sure. So he's like, what is it, two hours away? Boo-hoo, he goes. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Like, this guy's freaking funny, man. Oh, yeah. But Chris, uh, getting back to Chris Breams, man, he gave me a, a copy of that Balsa Builder we were talking oh, yeah. about magazine. Huh? Yeah. Uh, that's something I might have to actually try and figure out how to subscribe to. You know, I haven't subscribed to magazines since my bachelor days, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I might have to figure out how to do that. This guy's funny as hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, Bill, Desk Pilot, he, dude, yes. he was, and he was like, oh, you know, I'm just hanging. He was spotting for us. Really good photography. He's taking video yeah. and, and, you know, still photos yeah. the whole time. And uh, I got a chance to, like, just hang out while while we were waiting online to watch him fly down at the other end, man. He's yeah. got a, what's he? No, Gowie X3. Gowie X3. Yeah, I was trying to think of something, three. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, dude, he was freaking kicking ass. I was like, yeah, look at this dude. guy, man. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, no, nah, but- I'm not that good. I'm like, dude, freaking, if you can fly inverted and, you know, tool around in my book, dude, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know? If you have control over your heli. You're doing pretty good right. in my book. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that part a little later. I'm sure we will. The flying section. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, every, everyone I met, it was just, it was awesome. It was just good to catch up with folks. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I should have wrote all the names down, but I didn't. So I know I'm, I'm missing a whole bunch of folks that I can't remember their names. Who's our other podcaster? That was his second weekend. Was it, is it Lewis? Yes, Lewis was there. We we actually he, met him in uh, Flight Fest. Well, Flight Fest, yeah. Yeah. We met him. He's like an hour and a half away, he said. Mm-hmm. He came with his son, and his son was uh, a cute little guy, man, and he was he's just a Star Wars nut. He had, yeah. he's, I, I don't know, how old how, do you, how old did you say his son was? He, uh, like, I don't know, seven or eight, six, seven, maybe something like that. I thought it little was like kid. Eight, yeah, okay. And he's got the Darth Vader shirt on, okay. like, he, like he's Darth Vader, like the shirt has... Darth Vader's box and the belt and everything. Uh, uh-huh. I was like, "Look at this kid!" He, and since it was the Star Wars theme, it fit in perfect, man. Yeah. He was showing me picture after picture. Of the uh, they went to some kind of uh, I think museum that did a whole Star Wars thing, and his kid was oh, taking, yeah? his kid got in pictures with every character. Like they had this big <laughs> stage where all of the all of the Empire. They had they had a guy playing the Emperor. They had uh-huh. the Emperor's guard. They had stormtroopers. They had Darth Vader. They had Boba Fett. They had all of these guys dressed up, man, and. You can go right down the line and, and take pictures with all of them. And yeah, we just talked and talked about um, Star Wars and stuff like that, man. Awesome. So it was it was pretty cool, man. And his kid was loving um, the full size R two D two that uh, Matt Quinlevin brought. Yep, dude, that, that thing, thing was amazing. Was nuts. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was Facebooking live a couple of times uh, about that, man. We got a couple of different angles on that. Mm-hmm. But that was just like sick. That's something I joined that club, the RTT2 Builders Club, like maybe 10, 15 years ago. And it was only um it was only like an email based club. They didn't even have a like a regular forum like they have now like you do have nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh like any wi- any web page does. Uh it was only like, like you know, a newsletter you could, or something? Or? Yeah, it was almost yeah. You would join and you would receive emails on the threads. Oh, okay. Like, it's kind of strange, but uh I kept up with it for a while. I downloaded some plans. I was gonna like cut one out of the frame out of wood. He, his was all done out of aluminum. Uh-huh. I mean, there was a lot of aluminum parts on that thing. And what what really floored me was, uh, you know, 
maybe 10 years ago, guys were still driving those things with two brick-sized 12-volt, 7-amp-hour batteries that you would yep. get in an like, alarm system in the like, size of a brick. Mm-hmm. He had two pulse lipos on that thing yep. to do the driving, um, you know, a 6S doing the doing mm-hmm. the 24 volts, and then another one to run his uh, electronics, and then I think another right. smaller one in, in the head so he didn't have to run cables up through the head. He could do everything wirelessly. Nice. But just amazing, man. It was yeah. really cool that, that that guy showed up with that thing. Yeah. That was something to say, man. It's, I mean, dude, it looked awesome. I, I mean, just just R2's head, like, you know, that that bell house. Like, I don't even know. What it's called. That's a two-piece dome. They um, okay. probably, like, they'll do, like, a group buy where they'll all get together and they'll they'll do, like, a run of, of heads. Right. Um, of domes. And, yeah, it's a two-piece head, so you cut out the outer piece. It comes tabbed. Uh, you cut it out, and then uh-huh. you kind of attach it, the two pieces together. And that's how you have that overlap to where the doors will actually close, and you have that little bit of overlap. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing, man, uh, to see that much work go into something like that. Just yeah, crazy, man. Awesome. A guy named Jason, he flew my Oxy after mm-hmm. we were talking. Another guy that flew my Oxy, and uh, he loved it, man. He's yes. probably getting one. He's like, this thing's dialed in. It flies like the simulator. Was Jason the one with the Mastro? Yeah, yeah Jason, I think so. Jason Pitts. It's it's one of my new new guys I met. He um nice. he's the one he's the one who drilled in the three eighty at the end Sunday. Yeah, I remember. Oh, he did. Was yeah, was he, that the one on the right side? No, it was on the left side. It was oh, after okay. you guys left. He was doing like a. He's just coming down full collective, oh, okay. and he he dug full positive. And it's a, if he had like two more feet, it would have flared out. But he just uh-huh. he, he just he landed it right on the skids and. It, uh, just uh, broke the boom in half and, and like two of the blades. Wow. Oh yeah, I think well we left at like one one thirty. I think he did that right around noonish because he was telling us about it when we were leaving. Hmm. Yeah, that, that sucks. He is a die. He is a diehard. He had, he brought up a twelve by six by twelve trailer. And yeah. the First night he stayed at his brother's house or his cousin's house, but Saturday night he just slept in a trailer. Oh okay. Wow. Nice. nice. Yeah, I got a chance to check his trailer out. Pretty decent, man. Yeah, he says he's got a buddy in the trailer business, so I was like, all right, well, I'll be in touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he was a really super nice guy, man. Mm-hmm. Good pilot. And he had that Monstro that was, like, flawless, man. Yeah. That was the first time I'd seen one of those. I've always heard about some of these helicopters, man. That's the first time I saw a nitro version, because I know Ricky had a, he had a, two or three of those, but only electrics. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's the first time I saw it, and I spotted for him, and I think it was nice, man. It was awesome. Sounded so good. Let's see. Who else was there? Our friend Muse was there. It was definitely good. Muse to, was there with his family. Yep. With his family. Yep. It was definitely good to hang out with him again. I'm and glad he came up. Yeah. 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 He, uh, he's, he's, uh, you know, progressing well. He's definitely getting more confident. Except for uh, Anthony. You, you should talk <laughs> about this. Uh, what did he say to you again? How much time do I have left? I, <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel bad. I feel bad. I really do, uh, even bringing it up. But he, I'll bring it up then. That's I'll bring it up. It's no big. He just cracked me up. He's like, he was um, asking how much time he had left. And I'm like, you have a minute and 30 seconds. And he was like, all right, cool. I'm like, um, why? What's up? He goes, it takes me a minute to land. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what? Wait, wait. Oh. It takes you a minute to land? Yeah, dude. 
And then he was struggling. I don't understand why. I mean, everything uh, else he lands fine. I think it's just that particular helicopter. So, so a little backstory. The first time he made in the G500 that he got from you, the Goblin 500, um, he hit throttle hold and it sank like a ton of bricks and broke the landing gear and, and you know, the tail boom popped off and a whole bunch of damage. So he's a little traumatized with that heli. Um, he traumatized. Yeah, he really is. He doesn't want to hit throttle hold. He like wants to come down on power because and, and it's nervous. It's nerve wracking for him. So he's bringing it down and it's coming down too quick. So he flares up and he's still under power. So it's kind of like the helicopter's kind of pitch pumping above the ground. You know, right? So, yeah, <laughs> he needs to get over it. You know, yeah, it's just flare a- up a little, hit throttle hold, bring it down. You know, yeah, I think it's just his nerves and the fear of. Uh- yeah, putting it in again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, putting it in the first time because I, I can relate to that one. I did that to my first 380 um, when I first did my first flip with it and I ended up crashing. I was afraid to flip it again. Right. Oh, it took a while. So Well, but. he's probably still paying off the parts for that crash he had the first time and doesn't want to crash it again. <laughs> I doubt it. I <laughs> no. doubt it. Because after, that he, bought, after that, he bought a 380. He bought yeah. a bought a Protos 500, so I don't think he's all right. Wait a minute, what? He bought a Protos 500? He did. He had it at the field. He At the event. No. He had a Protos 500 he bought. I think he got a killer deal for it. I think it was something like 400 bucks. Yeah. It was, like was ready to go. Like, it had a Bavarian Demon on it. Like, it had Flybrothers, Conservos, DSC motor, everything. I wow. Think, I think batteries might be the only thing he didn't have. MKS Servos. Yeah. Nine. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, MK9780s. Yeah. It was, uh, Legit, you know, for that for that price too, and it came with a box of spares and all yep. that stuff. So speaking of Muse, man, that kid loves to drive because right after the fun fly, he oh yeah, all the way to Niagara Falls. Yeah, I mean, it's only two yeah. hours away, but still, yeah, he drove up north even further away, and and then he went to a whole bunch of things with his family up there. Yeah, his mom and dad are over, and he was like, "I want to take him to Niagara Falls." Yeah, you know? and I was like, "Wow, that's awesome, man." Yeah. Yeah, and then he drove home. Yeah. Yep. I mean, might as well if you're up there and you've never been in Niagara Falls. It's only a couple hours away, so. Yeah, I just couldn't do that eight-hour drive, though. It's nuts. Uh, I did it's, that. Oh, it's, it's brutal. I know. It's, but, um, uh, let's see. Who, who else did we uh, get to hang out with? I hung out with the, the dude that was flying the scale helis. Yes. Mike Welch and his awesome trailer. I took pictures of it. Yeah, he had a full um, hobby like workshop there, like yeah. their workbench is awesome. Some of these guys are just so set up and uh, really have it dialed in. Like he had the trailers parked, and he had it on blocks. He had it all leveled out and set up, and then he yeah. had his little like easy up or tent off the back of that man and uh, tables. And he was working on. He had a, a nice scale yeah. hell he was working on. He yeah, had, had that uh, nitro too. The nitro, yeah. Uh, that was the first time I've seen one of those too. What was that? A uh, that was an older 90, was it? It was an older 90. I don't remember which one it was, though. It wasn't like a a Raptor or T-Rex or anything like that. It was it was kind of older than that. Um, it was a Freya Evolution 90. Evolution 90, that's it, yes. Yep, with yep. Kyle Stacey's name on it. Yes, it was Kyle Stacey's canopy and motor, he said, remember? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that thing looked like it was brand new. Yeah. And he was flying everything he had, man. He, he, was he had a this. couple other helis in that thing. and mm-hmm. Yeah, he was flying the crap out of stuff, man. Yeah. Another freaking nice guy, dude. Yeah, like, I got a chance to talk to him for a while. and Yeah. Super awesome guy. 
Yep. Santino. He was he him and I guess that's part of the Canadian crew. The guitar player was there. I didn't see him. <laughs> that's Santana. Oh, Santana. Santino. Nemi. Um, he was up there. He's a goblin pilot. I mean, at one point, I think I landed and whatever, and then like I guess folks were queued up. Yeah, I mean, I just see black nitro, black nitro, black nitro, black nitro. <laughs> like seriously, like four of them in a row, and it's like all the Canadian guys. They all have a black nitro. I'm <laughs> just like, damn, I want one. <laughs> um, but he was good. He was he uh, he 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 was. He scared me how good he was, because he would fly like I don't know, kind of close and just. But it was good though. He was he was under. Yeah, he would fly close to himself. I yeah. noticed, like, especially with doing hurricanes or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But he was in control all the time, and as long as you know, you show that you're in control. I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's some really good. You know, there really were a lot of really good pilots. Even even like none of the. You know, sponsored or team pilot type of folks, like just normal pilots. Like, I mean, I just oh, this older gentleman with a Goblin Five Hundred, and he was doing everything. Like, I don't know, he was flipping and rolling and flying. You know, sport flying, and I mean, he was just so smooth and everything. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. At I, one point, I was like, oh, I think I, I could do that. I was watching yeah. guys. I'm like, hmm, uh-huh. I think I could try that. Right. I know right. that, and that I've never tried linking them together. Right. Right. And they were linking together, coming nose in, flipping, and doing all this stuff. I'm just like, wow. Yeah, I mean, I still fly tail. Phil, <laughs> the the guy Phil um, that was hanging out with Chris Diamante, man. Uh, one, yep. Yeah, he was a good pilot. Yeah. Um, just that uh, that guy Phil, dude, just uh, totally blew me away. Like how good he was and smooth. And Chris is like from another planet, man. He's just really super smooth. Chris Diamante, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that kid with that Goblin 700 running low head speed amazed me. Yeah. That thing was, I, I, I mean, Chris, our Chris too, Ryber, with, he just throws in a 6S pack and says, all right, boys, I'm going to do a low head speed flight. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? And then, and then seven minutes later, we're like, come on, Chris. Yeah. Let's let us <laughs> <one> fly. <laughs> and I don't, I don't understand how the helicopter can stay up in the air. Like he he literally took his twelve S setup and just threw six S pack in there. Like he just took apart the pack, put it in there, made a little jumper, and then he was flying six S. And I'm just like, uh, is that supposed to work? <laughs> is is your heli supposed to fly like that? I mean, that was that was crazy. I flew the rest of my weekend on six S only in the six ninety. Yeah, that was that was probably one of my highlights. I've wanted to do that since like two years ago when I saw Todd Dudek do it with his uh. Goblin 770, uh-huh. and, I, and I know the castle had auto count, so I had uh, Mike Welch um, solder me up the series jumper, yep. and uh, the castle just full 100%. I'm guessing I was probably around 900 to 1,000 on the head, oh my and God. Uh, those VTX still pulled like a freight train, man. It was, yes. it, was, it was awesome. I think I did 15 of the 18 flights on the Logo 690 that weekend were all low head speed. Nice. And how about how about the shirt? Did Jake hit that out of the park or what? We, oh, I think, my God. I think, yes. I think it was 50. We literally, I think it was a 50-50 spread, if not more, nitro to electric the entire weekend. I heard more nitro methane engines over our electrics than I think we did electrics. Yeah. This is the most amount of nitros I've ever seen fly. <laughs> like, ever. <Yeah. laughs> that nitro haze was ridiculous. There was oh, in the morning nice... at night? Yeah. Yeah. And there was always that smell of nitro in the air, which was awesome. 
Yeah, but did you see all the guys in the pits after after those sharing freaking Windex and paper towels? It no. sounds good. It sounds good. Smells good. Looks good. But the cleanup, uh-uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, I see it with the the airplane folks at our field. They're always like, "Okay, I'm done," and then sit there with the Windex and the paper towels and wiping their planes out. I mean, with the helicopter it must be even more of a pain in the butt because, like, I mean, there's a lot of mechanics. Like, right? there's a lot of little. Nooks and crannies, you, you know, can you ever get to without like Q tips? You never have to oil oil your head or your shafts. It's all done for you. <laughs> right. True. Hmm. Um, let's see. Who who else people wise? Hmm. I think I'm at the end of my list. What was that guy's name? He was a Spanish guy. Um, he had an oxytariq and then he also had some goblins too. Oh, I forgot his name. Shit. Anthony Garcia? No, no, this guy actually flew. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh, oh little blow. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Blow. <laughs> but uh, you just wasn't there to witness it. Yeah, I wasn't there to witness it. I was lost in Newark. <laughs> yep. Sorry, dude. <laughs> um, I forgot his name, but yeah, yeah. I was chatting with him for a while with Muse and stuff. I don't know. There's there's a lot of good people. Definitely. So let's talk next about the giveaways. Hmm. Yes. So of we, which none were given to me. Okay. So did, did anyone <laughs> win anything? Except I got a shirt. You got a shirt? Nice. I was happy to get a shirt. My dad won a charger. He dropped $100 on the V-Control. And uh, his uh, his runner-up prize, he grabbed that charger, which he was happy with. A little... Little, I think one through three cell charger, perfect for his little oxy packs. But um, my buddy who actually won the V Control Radio put two tickets in as a joke because he's a sponsor from Taba Pilot. Yeah. <laughs> so how do I get that guy's uh, number so I could buy that V Control for? Call Ryan. <laughs> it's already, it's already, it's already doing a new home. I already, yeah, I already tried. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I asked him if he took PayPal. After the fact, I tried, man, but it already found a new home. I was trying to hook Kevin up. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. I, mean, I don't need another one. It would have been for Kevin. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we had two tickets. I put two tickets in there as well. I probably put and about when, five in a week. And when they came out white, I was like, they're white tickets. And then they went to some other guy. Yeah, we had some very generous. The, the sponsors between myself and Kyle having our own sponsors we we go to um we had some very generous sponsors step up this year um and and i'd say 95 percent of the sponsors that stepped up they've done it the past three four five years so we're we're very lucky to be in a position we are with kyle and i both being sponsored right um like like i said if we didn't have the pro pilots if we didn't have the sponsors the show would still be just as successful Mm -hmm. with the pilots who come um, but having that sponsor side of it and giveaways where almost every pilot can walk away with you know a shirt, a hat, or a magazine, it, it definitely makes it more enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, the grand the grand prize this year we gave away was a uh, Goblin um, Speed yeah. with DK servos and a Hobby Wing um, yeah. Speed Control. We did the V Control Radio. We had VTX Blades, MKS mm-hmm. servos, um, Expert oh. servos stepped up and gave stuff away. I mean. It, there's something for everybody. Yeah. That's that's someone else I forgot to shout out to for Tyler. I got to chatting with him about blades and uh that that kid won like three sets of blades. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's my little that's my little buddy. Him yeah, and his dad, uh-huh. his dad Craig Mills. They yep. uh they've been listening to us for a while. I uh 
That's the one. Remember, like last yeah, year, the, I said I was building that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a surprise graduation uh, present. That was I worked on yeah. all last winter. I, I I think it was Kevin who was like, "Oh, that or, or, or yeah, I think it was you, Kevin, who was like, "Oh, that's a cool looking goblin, like the pink or, or maybe it was Death Pilot. Someone was saying that to me, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. It looks familiar though." But and then and then I see the kid, and I didn't really add it together, but I was just like, and then he picked it up. He was like. He's like, yeah, I got this as a graduation kid. I'm like, wait, you're that kid. <laughs> you know what that Chris said, and you know your dad got this whole helicopter set up for you and all this stuff for your graduation. He's like, yeah, yeah. So I got to chatting with him for a bit. Um, good kid, you know. Uh, but yeah, he won like three sets of blades. <laughs> he won the VTX blades, and then I think he won something off the table, and he grabbed the uh, KBDD blades. Yep. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Or so he. Yeah, he won two sets of blades. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was cool. Man. He was a good kid. Cricky knew him too, man. Cricky had a picture of him uh, from Urcha. Oh like right, him, yeah, yeah, him he and did. Cricky in that. that group picture, yeah, mm-hmm. from Urcha. Chris, who's Tyler? The kid that had the uh, Syracuse uh, canopies. Yeah, I met him. Uh, he's a good kid. I've known him for about three years now. Um, I was doing a one of our local hobby shops was doing their like spring sale, and I was there with my scale helicopter on display, and that's when I was reviewing. Uh, blade 300 cfx and i was doing demos out in a parking lot and um he came up to me and said oh i got this clone 450 i can't fly and you know how i am i gave him my business card and said dude right. call me this week mm-hmm. your half hour drive bring all your stuff to my house and they didn't even know me and i got the call the next day and him and his mom and dad came over with a box full of like one of those clone 450s and uh i got it flying for him and then shortly after um i got him to find a blade 300x on run rider and i set that up for him and he's been he's been learning ever since he also if you notice that warp looks familiar um he bought uh-huh. that warp, warp 360 off me last year he oh, actually nice. when craig when his dad was dropping off goblin parts i'm like hey i got this warp for sale this is a perfect entry level for for tyler to jump from the crappy blades up to something real so that's where he's really been progressing he, he talked to me today he put like five six flights on it today the warp awesome yeah, i noticed it when i was there i was like hey that looks familiar <laughs> yeah, he's he's a great kid. Nice. Um, so, did anyone else win anything? I got a shirt. What shirt? The got a shirt. The, the constellation prize. The northeast uh, model. <laughs> heli- heli- yeah, I, I'm just shirt. busting, dude. I was I was happy to get a shirt, man. Yeah, I heard they, my they name. I shirts. heard my name be called, and then I'm like, "What did I win?" And he's like, "Anything you want from the table." Yeah, I gave your I gave your girl the two shirts. She tried to buy them. I'm like, you're not going to buy these shirts. Take them. I, I gave her some uh, li- oxy shirts. Yeah, nice. thank you. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, wait. So, what did you win, Anthony? What'd you take from the table? A shirt. Oh, a shirt. <laughs> got like forty of them now. <laughs> yeah, I got a bunch too. But it was funny. Uh, my name got called, and, and first thing Chris was like, grab my battery. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. that was funny. False. I need it. <laughs> He was like, Steve, you see the tournament? He was like, get up here, grab a battery. Yeah. Where they're all gone. Yeah. yeah. So you got a pulse battery, dude. That, yeah, that's that's killer. And I needed it. Like, I had an empty, you know, uh, 380 tray because two, I deprecated two of my batteries. And I was like, yes, this is exactly what I needed. I mean, I wanted the Goblin Speed, but I got what I needed, so I'm okay. <laughs> hmm. I, I put a lot of tickets in that Goblin Speed. I was like... Hmm. Let me get twenty. Let me get twenty. Okay, I'm just gonna throw them all in there. <laughs> but, yep, it's the way the cookie crumbles. All right. So, the flying. The flying. 
So, I mean, I didn't really have any flight counts. I was just yeah, flying the crap out of everything. You guys crash cra- crash count, Kevin? I didn't crash, did I? Yeah. Did I crash? What did I crash? Oh, I crashed the the sport. The that was only after it bounced off the runway, skidding. <laughs> and then some I was coming off the field with it, and some dude was like, "Is it okay?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> All I gotta do is push this servo arm back, and I'm back in business. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. If you didn't buy an oxy after watching me beat the crap out of it and let other people, like three other, two other people, fly that friggin' thing, especially because I did it twice. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was the second flight I had it on Saturday, first thing in the morning. And I come screaming down the runway, and and Chris was yelling at me, and I <laughs> flipped it over at the end of that run, and then I did it again on Sunday, and I'm like, well, if he kicks me out of here now. Yeah, I'll you're have like to wait around till Cricky's ready, and then I'll go. <laughs> um, and yeah, both times I I cracked up that little sport, and I was back I was back flying it like flight after flight, like pack after pack after that. Nice. There were a lot of oxys there. Yeah, there was a good amount. Um, you know, between me, Kevin, that guy I can't remember his name. He had a wreck. Oh. No. Um, yeah, Anthony. Muse had his. Anthony, Anthony had his. Muse had his. I set up Mike Welch's Saturday morning before everybody got there. Yep, Mike Welch had his. Yep. He crashed it that, that morning, too, didn't he? Yeah, he lost it. It kind of blended in with our trees on the West End. We put it in. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Dude, Anthony, I was cracking up, man, because I was doing that punch out and I was pirouing <laughs> with the oxy. Yeah. <laughs> I had done it with- was before where I got about as far away from me as I could see. <laughs> you were standing right next to me and it just kept going and going and going and you're like, damn dude, I can't even see that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was Gosh, cracking yeah. up today. I'm I was like, thinking, Yo, how that. far are you going? <laughs> like, okay, stop now. <laughs> and I landed, Anthony's like, What do you got on that thing? I'm like, just a you know, satellite. He's like, Man, my my freaking quad would have never got that far and that made me think I'm like, Oh crap. Yeah. Uh, now I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, flight count wise, I don't even know how many flights I got that first day Saturday. I know I how could, many I got. I can tell you mine. Because uh, you can count on one hand. Take a guess. Four. One. No. Three. Yep. <laughs> yep. To what? Three. Three. Nice. Okay. Yeah, man. You know what it was? Is that um. I was just having a blast talking to a lot of people, and I was there with Drew. Drew asked me to spot him. I was spotting a lot, bunch of people, so yeah, I had yeah. a blast, you know. And then, then the bad part was that um, for my my Goblin, remember I switched all my battery leads around. Yeah. And on my Goblin, I didn't do that. I totally forgot, and I didn't have a charge lead for it, so I didn't have any extra connectors. I said, ah, don't. I'm not gonna worry about it. I'll just fly the Oxy. And I only put three flights on it. And then right when I was about to start pumping the more flights in there, my wife ended up showing up. She was like, I want to go already. I was like, oh, all right, let's go. Yeah. I, I think I got uh, eight flights the first day on the Oxy because I have eight batteries and I had them all charged and I charged them all that night. And probably I'd say like four flights on the Goblin the first day. Because right. then I, that night I charged everything. I had all Six batteries charged for the Goblin and eight for the Oxy again. Yeah, I think I went somewhere around eight eight flights to or seven flights on that first day. Um, the second day, though, Sunday, I flew. Yeah, we were banging out. Yep. 
yeah, I think I must have flown at least 15, 14 or 15 flights because I basically, I flew everything I had. So two on the seven, three on the 570, um, three on the 380, and then eight on the Oxy. Oh, well, we'll get into that, but um, one of my Oxy flights. Um, okay, so, yeah, flying was great. Um, I- Dude, I got to say, Steve, you were freaking killing it with the 700. I got a picture of those blades. Oh, yeah. That, that looked like the bottom of my freaking lawnmower. And oh, then yeah. the time you took that Oxy down and was cutting. Yes. Oh, my God, I've never seen a helicopter that small cut <laughs> an eight-foot strip. In, in the grass that was short to begin with. Right. And I was standing there with uh with Piero freaking Phil uh-huh. and he was going oh he, he's going in. He was like, I thought he were done. Yeah, like, I, I, I said to myself, I, I thought he was going in. Yeah. That was freaking crazy, yeah, I just man. Keep down and and uh, Bill was next to me and I'm just like, Okay, I'm gonna cut some grass because you know, I think I, I had conversations with Bill on, on uh on Facebook and we you know, he was like I'm like, oh, I'm not really that good. He's like, well, I just want to see you cut grass. So yeah, so with, that's right. He was there too. Yeah. So he was sitting next to me, spotting me, and I was just like, all right, I'm gonna cut some grass. So I kind of came down and you know, it's nose in, inverted, and I'm cutting grass, and I'm like, you know what? Let me just nudge it a little bit towards, like, coming towards us, you know, like on the left side. And it was just, I just held it. It was cutting grass, and it just went about eight feet before I was like getting closer to the runway. So I'm like, okay, I gotta pop it up. Popped it up, and I was like, wow. I started laughing and kind of stopping my feet. Like, I couldn't believe I just did that. That was nuts, oh, man. That was so cool. That was crazy. Oh, man. I wish I had that on video, man. I had my GoPro. I didn't even take it out once. Uh, uh, but anyway, got, that's all right. I, I, I got to tell you, man, I'm, I'm blessed to have the club members I have. Because being a contest director the first year, I think I flew like five times, and I was up and down trying to micromanage and do everything myself. Right. If you count if you count Sunday Fun Day, which ten of which were kind of airplane and jet, and we'll get into it um, from Thursday to Sunday, my total flight count when I packed up at six o'clock on Sunday night was forty flights. Wow! Wow! That's I mean having having a generator on site, the club generator. I had my chargers under the pavilion. I can't I can't believe I got forty flights in. Wow! Nice man. Wow! I didn't think you got forty in. Well, that's included Friday, Saturday. Well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wow. 40 flights. Damn. That's awesome. Dude. Damn, so son. Thir- thir- 30 heli and 10 on Sunday fun day with the, the airplane and the, the jets. Mm-hmm. Nice. So how many flights did you get in on Sunday, um, Anthony? Because you stayed later, you said, right? To like 530? That, I think I got in two. <laughs> I was going to you say like eight nice. or nine. No. I think it was. I would have gotten more, but like I said, my wife. My wife showed up. Yeah, yeah. She wanted to leave, and um, I'm like, Wait a come minute, on, on Sunday? Sunday. Yes, yes. I waited to everybody to leave, and then when everybody left, that's when I started flying. To give him the benefit of the doubt, though, he had, he was having a blast. He was he was hanging out with my yeah. dad more than me yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, I just that was what that's what makes it more fun to me. Is actually it wasn't much more of the flying because I could do that at our club field. It's yeah. more is meeting more of the people there, interacting with them, you know, talking and so forth. Like Mike Welch, I was talking to him for a while, you know, uh, recorded his flight, you know, I got him on Facebook, I tagged him, nice, you know. So we talked about what he did for a living and so forth, you know, just meeting meeting friends, man. So yeah. 
Um, every time, every time I need a spotter, I'm like, I'm like, where's Anthony? Where's my dad? I'm like, oh, there they are, east end of the flight line, hanging out, flying. Yep, yep. So I was watching his dad talking to his dad. So it was cool. Yeah, you know, I, I wish I could have got more flights in. And let me tell you, the first flight though, I had the jitters. Oh, of course. I had the jitters because I haven't flown in like over two months, and I was always using a DX9 radio with these quads and whatnot, so it felt so different, and I was like, wow. And it came back right away. Instantly, like I never I got to fl- I got to fly one of his oxys. Nice. Did a demo did a demo sales flight for him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Chris also got to fly uh Kirky's TDR. TDR two. TDR two. Finally, he, he asked me like five times, like, you ready? Are you ready? It's charged. Let's go. It's ready. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Oh, I flew his Triablo again, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The tri- the Triablo, I really like. That, that's a cool machine. I hate the radio still. Yes, but, uh, I hate Jenny. The, Sorry. The, tri- the Triablo flies awesome. The TDR, it's a smooth machine, but, man, it scared the shit out of me. Dude, it's the canopy, the, the scheme, oh. right? I looked at I looked at the boom for orientation because it got the neon squares on top. Uh huh. I was watching the boom more than anything on a helicopter because if you were sideways or like a sideways of like thirty degree angle, you could not tell what the helicopter was doing. Nope. And I had I had bright cr- green trees behind it, so the helicopter right. stood out like a sore thumb. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. In the video you put together, Chris, if you look at the one picture I think that's in that video. Try and tell which direction it's coming in. It's almost impossible. Is it coming at me? Is it going away? It's almost impossible to tell. Yeah. I've flown a lot of helicopters. I'll take an Oxy without a canopy at dusk or flying that helicopter in the daylight anytime. Yeah, it's just, some, it's just the way that the the vinyl colors on it, it's, it's weird because it almost looks like the front part wraps around to the back and you can't tell if it's like pointing at you or 45 degrees or, or if it's Tail in, like I don't know. It just it was so it's so disorientating to watch that thing fly. But it's a cool and it's a it's an engineering marvel though. You look at yeah. it in the way you know how uh, how the guy you know has let just like how he engineered it. It's just amazing. Yeah, I think a lot of people were you know impressed that it was actually that there was an actually a, a, a TDR two there. Mm-hmm. You know at the at the show and they could they were asking Ricky all about it. And, you know, yeah, you know him man. He'll answer any question. He'll He'll, sure, uh, he'll give it a full explain it. Yep. yep. Um, all right, so night flying now. I've seen night flying at as you know South Jersey heli, uh, the fun flight down there, but not like this. We take it to the next level. Yes. Yeah. It was insane. First of all, I mean, you know, there was like what at least five or six folks. We had eight. We had eight pilots lined eight up pilots? for it. Okay, yeah. so there eight pilots lined up. Um, you know, this is this is all the pro pilots too, so they were just killing it on the deck and just just amazing. And just to see these helicopters, like I I mean, I guess it's different when you're on the sticks, but there's times I'm just like I don't know how they're keeping orientation. <laughs> like I, I I know which is the top and bottom side of this, but I still don't know how they're keeping orientation. Uh but it was amazing. They did some crazy stuff. And with the night flying Night flying plus fireworks is just like what? Mind blown. I don't know where I am anymore. What's my name? Um it was insane. It was so cool. My night my night flight guys are diehards because they were out there Friday, Saturday, 
mm-hmm. until twelve thirty one o'clock at night. I mean, they Jeez. after after you guys all left Saturday night with the public, I ordered sheet pieces for all my heli guys. Right. I finally left at twelve thirty, and when I got the next day, I'm like, "What time do you guys go to bed?" And they're like, uh, one one thirty. Um, the one guy, Mike, the Gowie pilot, mm-hmm. he, he's out there smacking the hell out of the X seven. We're bang, and all of a sudden, he, he like you see everything just start shaking on a helicopter. He hits throttle hold. He nailed our tree like fifty yards out center stage down by oh, the yeah? pine. So he clips the tree, managed to get the helicopter almost back to the field before he finally hit throttle hold and put it in. But yeah, those guys. I don't know. I, this is my second year of doing a night flight. After after the crowd left, um, my buddy Darren Doman there, um, mm-hmm. he let me fly his T-Rex 700 electric at night. And okay. I, did, I did. I just did my old man 3D routine for uh, my niece and nephew and, and my family. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's fun. It's weird because it's – I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's more clear because you don't have the trees and clouds and power lines. Sure. But at the same time, like you're you're holding your eyes open the whole time because if you if you start to your eyes start to water at all, it just yeah. becomes a blur of color. So right. how those guys can do it while there's fifty mortars going off, I have no clue. Yeah. Yeah, right? With the nitro in the air too and everything, like wow. It's insane. And I didn't even think the fireworks this is my first year running the fireworks. Normally I have a guy that puts it together. So mm-hmm. I was actually on the field with the pilots and I was directing who's on deck, who's going next. So mm-hmm. I record a lot of it and you can see it in my video. I didn't realize how spectacular the fireworks shows show was this year because I wasn't looking at the fireworks. I was looking at where each pilot was and what they were doing. So right. I didn't re- realize how well choreographed everything was until I started putting the video together yesterday. Nice. Yeah, the guys, the guys killed it. They're yeah. they're amazing pilots, day and night. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Chris Diamante about it, um, and hit he, he hit three mortars or or three mortars hit him. <laughs> it's hell. Well, yeah, they, yeah, because they're doing like pyro hovering, waiting. Yeah, for the yeah, they're waiting. Up. They're like doing like funnels around and like trying to get hit by it. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, past two years in a row, Andrew Marlino's gotten taken out one year i heard took half, half his blade one yeah, year yeah. Uh-huh. one year him and bobby watts were messing around and they actually hit each other they were both able to land and merlino had half a canopy and half a 12s pack Oof. and oh no bobby didn't bobby didn't make it but bobby blew up his galley x7 merlino was able to make it down with like half the parts on his helicopter yeah we do we do electronic ignition which is nice so that we can safely fly around the fireworks we never really We've always flown up there with the fireworks, but having the, the three guys running the fireworks next to me, nobody's right. out on the field, which is right. nice. So it gives us a little more, a little more safety aspect to to have a little more fun. For sure, yeah, that was amazing. The fireworks was great. It was real. It was awesome. It was really close up too. <laughs> like it felt like it was like right there. <laughs> Did you see the runway the next morning? Yeah, all the little scraps from the mortars and stuff. One of the cakes didn't make it out of the tube. If, I don't know if you guys remember. It was this, a big orange one, and it, it probably should have went up another 100 feet. But uh, I don't know if it got stuck in a tube, but the uh-huh. cake only went up about halfway. Right. It, it, it blew up. Like I felt stuff land on me. Mm-hmm. And our runway, we had a leaf blower. It took Wayne like 10 minutes to leaf blow the runway the next morning. It was just <laughs> there's shrapnel everywhere. Yeah. It was, it was pretty awesome, though. It was gnarly. The fireworks was great. You know, one thing that I didn't know, and, and I, I wish you mentioned it in uh, the last episode about the uh, the wrap-up for the, the heli, uh, Jamboree, is I didn't think it was going to get that cold at night. Well, I, it, normally it's a little bit warmer, but the temperatures, because the weekend before, prior at mm-hmm. the airplane event, it was 92. We were baking 
in the sun all day. Yeah, and but, it still stayed up in the seventies at night. Okay. This, this week, that this whole week changed from heli to plane or plane to heli show. It dropped mm-hmm. ten degrees during the day, so you figure at night. That's why Jason Jason Pitts or Fitz there. I felt bad for him because he's like, yeah, I slept in my trailer and I had a space heater, but the space heater broke. He goes, I had so many blankets wrapped up around me. I was so wow. cold. I, I was waiting for the morning to just go outside. Right to get some of that sunlight. I mean, I mean, I was there with with uh, my daughter, and we were just freeze. They were like, "Okay, what's the fireworks? Oh, we gotta go because like I don't want to get cold. And I, I don't want her to get sick." And actually, it's funny because that night we're like, "All right, where's our Walmart? I need to buy a hoodie." <laughs> <laughs> so we went and bought a hoodie, and then the next day I was like, "Oh, it's nice and warm now." Oh. Yeah, I had to let Anthony borrow one. I brought two because I knew someone would need one. I let Anthony borrow one. It did get cold once yeah. that sunset. <laughs> it, yeah. And plus, we all had we we're all in the sun all day, so our skin was all you know warm from the sun. So right. that didn't help. Right, to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about what do you guys think about the food? Uh, okay, so the food. Yeah, we didn't talk about the food yet. Food was great. The burgers were great. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to eat any of the uh, the what was it? The red or white hot dogs. Yeah. Um, I get gout. I wanted to stay away from the nitrate, so I didn't do that. But I did. <laughs> I, I kind of started a trend for a second where I'm like, all right. What, what did I tell you, Kevin? <laughs> I know you wanted to mention it because you're like, we're going to talk about it on the show. <laughs> um, I forgot my my diabetes medicine, and, I'm, and we're ordering food. And I'm like, I, I, you know, I don't, don't want to stack up on bread. So I'm like, I want two cheeseburgers, but can you just? make it a double on one and and the guy was like yeah sure and then i think who else i think like anthony you ordered one like that too yeah someone or rick yeah and then i was like oh man he's like oh man don't tell people this <laughs> yeah so the food was good the 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 pilot's dinner that Dude. was great can you hear me now i can yeah oh uh, i'm over here screaming <laughs> yeah, you I, I was like, I was mentioning this whole yeah. thing and I was like, where's Kevin? Why isn't he saying you get gout? Yeah. All right, wait a minute. I'm standing there and it's hamburgers, red hots, which I had, mm-hmm. and uh hot the hot dogs were red hots were beef and uh the other one was pork. pork. Yeah. Oh, this is how this is exactly how it went, Chris. All I hear is Steve go. Oh, I don't want hot dogs uh, because I get nitrates because uh, of the nitrates, you know, and I have gout. Uh, can I have a double cheeseburger? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what? He's like, yeah. Um, we had so much pulled pork. We still had two shoulders that didn't get pulled. Uh-huh. Anybody, anybody ordered a pulled pork sandwich the next morning, next day, ate like a king on Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I man. had one for lunch. I, <laughs> I had one on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So Saturday, let's just go back to the the pilot sitting real quick. Um, pulled pork sandwich, amazing. The sides were amazing. That corn, I was don't know. The bomb. It was so good. It was like peppery and a little spicy, and and it was like smoke flavor. Like it was great. I never had corn like that. Chris yeah, it was, was really like good. A little girl, little bitch. <laughs> but it was too hot for him. I don't, I don't do spicy. And it, it's called Cajun corn. And I, Nicole's like, you're not gonna like it. I'm like, ah, you're not gonna like it. I'm like, all right, I'll try four pieces. Yeah, that didn't go over too well. Four little that, kernels? <laughs> dude, it was hot. The potato salad was off the chain. The potato salad was really good. Even the coleslaw. I'm not even a coleslaw type of person. And I ate it. I enjoyed it. It was great. That, that was all catered from Dinosaur Barbecue, which is like a famous barbecue place up here. Mm-hmm. 
And then nice. the pulled pork was that was cooked in house. Father, son, Jason, and Aaron. Right. They spent the night in a tent, and they catered that like every two hours they'd get up. That was on a that was on a ten twelve hour slow cook. And then uh, wow. my my um, Jason brought bear claws. And my dad, you know, pulled it all. Yeah, it was yeah. it was awesome. Awesome man. Nice. Yeah. Yep. And then there was leftovers for Sunday, so lunch. That's what we had for lunch too. Oh, and I didn't sandwich. turn my ticket in. I went back online, got another dinner. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> asked. Me. I went to the guy. I was like, "What do I do with my ticket?" He stood there looking at me. So I'm like, "All right, I'll just get on the end of the line." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, I yeah. Sunday was like the day I got the most amount of flights in. I think. I felt like yeah, I think I think it was the other way for me. Like I flew the Goblin maybe twice, and I I know I had to get gotten, uh, you know, six to eight flights on the Oxy. Mm-hmm. Somebody showed well, up with an airplane and a jet at a at a fun at a heli fun fly. Yeah, uh, Kyle Stacy. I saw two jets. Yeah, I saw two jets. I saw a big two like airplanes, eighty or hundred inch you know airplane, three D plane. I, I was gonna kick the guy out, but I I realized it was me. <laughs> it was the CD of the event, so I guess, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Sorry, talk guys, about that. can't leave. I'm the Su- CD. Sunday's <laughs> always fun day. I mean, usually a lot of guys stuck around this year, which is awesome. But typically, if it doesn't fall on Labor Day, man, 10 o'clock, trailers are packed up and people are out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, but my friends, Russ and uh, Michelle Silverstein, they were there. And it doesn't matter what flight you do. She's screaming like yeah. she just howls. She yeah. is a riot. I, I had a couple beers with them Saturday night, and she's – She's a hoot to hang out with, and um, so she she knows she known I had had a jet prior, so she's like, bring it out, bring it out. Sunday's always quiet, so I um, so I brought out my Velocity, which had a blast. I, I had three flights on a Velocity before I even picked up a transmitter, fly a helicopter. Um, <laughs> I brought out my Super Scorpion because I wanted you guys to see that, and I had mm-hmm. a buyer online for that. Yep. And then um, I I knew you guys would really like Scott's jet, so Scott brought out the one hundred five millimeter. Uh, uh, Super Viper, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then Kyle brought out his AJ Laser, which that thing is just amazing. Yeah. And you guys got to see Kyle hawk around a, a plane. What do you think of that? Yeah, that amazing. planker flies pretty good, man. He's, 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 <laughs> man. If it, if it got a propeller or rotor blade, he's going to fly it somehow. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he like, was really unbelievable with that plane. And you guys got you guys got him to do a tail touch. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw him fly that plane, I wanted to throw my radio in the woods. That's how good he is. <laughs> I, I like to see him fly one of those uh, one of those planes that has the reverse thrust. Yeah, yeah. He he, he had he had that um he had the fly zone that one pusher prop plane that had a thrust vectoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he he had that last year, and he would just flat spin it from like five hundred feet. Wow. Now I want to see him like what Anthony's saying. Like it's basically a three D plane. Like a 3D foamy, like your um, oh, your oh variable, variable pitch. Variable it has a variable pitch, pitch prop yeah, yeah, yeah. where you could just nose down, stop it, push it back up, flip it around, you know, do all sorts of weird uh, maneuvers with it. Yep, yep. Let's let's talk about crashes. There there were some crashes. There were it was some. A, it was a very light year, guys. Light. I'm telling you. Definitely. Normally, the normally I didn't have any pro pilots, so normally the pros are pushing themselves. Mm-hmm. So you're getting bigger pros, bigger crashes. Right. You could you could count the crashes on one hand this year, which is awesome because it's better for the pilots, and um, safety aspect too is a big part of it. Right. I know I was a big stickler on the geotech, but having that geotech and pushing the pilots out an extra fifty feet this year, mm-hmm. that made me as a CD 
very comfortable because we, we had crowd and pilot safety this year because we right. pushed them all out farther. Yep. So, um, let's see. Who who crashed? I know, I know was, Muse did. Muse crashed. Um, Muse crashed because he lost the tail. He, he I, crashed twice. That was, that, was, that was pretty funny because I was spotting him and I was just got done flying with my little sport, the Oxy Sport, and I was like, man, I really should turn the rates up on the tail. You know, my pyros are kind of mm-hmm. slow. And then he's he flew he hovered his and started flying to the right and then he started doing pyros and I was like, Oh wow, that pyros are pretty fast and he lost the tail and, <laughs> and it throttle hold and landed it. And yeah. uh, I so was his, like, Oh crap. So his Tariq, uh Oxy three Tariq, I guess he lost he lost all four bolts to the tail. Yeah. So no, three three out of the four. Oh, three out of the four. So basically it just locked into one pyro and he just you know Wait, that was the first crash was the uh, Goblin 380, right? No, no, that was the second crash he had. Okay, so the second crash. Yeah, so on Sunday. Which the one I witnessed. Yes, I was spotting for him and. um, Yeah, I remember. Yep. You know, he takes off and he's taking off and then he's he's just pure. And I'm like, oh, cool. (laughs) He's like, oh, oh, crap. Throttle hold, throttle hold. And I'm like, oh, what happened? (laughs) And And he brought it down. And um, the damage was very minimal. I don't think there was really any damage. To, I, I mean, I didn't see any damage actually at, at all on it. Um, his blades were fine. His spindle didn't look bent. None of his arms. Any, nothing looked bent. And I look at his tail. And I'm looking at the tail side. And I'm like, no, nah, everything looks good. But I'm like moving the tail blades. Like, oh, something got disconnected. Did your tail push rod break or something? And then I look at his servo. <laughs> and the ball link came off the screw. Oh, so his no push rod, yeah, I don't know if it's no Loctite or what, but um, yeah, so that that happened, you know. Um, I thought you were gonna say you found a push rod inside the tail tube or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so I I say. <laughs> Somebody actually did mention that to me. They were did like, they? "That oxy flies pretty good without the push rod." It was probably freaking Bill, that's pilot. That's pilot. He's busting everybody's chops all the time. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he had that. Uh, our friend, our very own Ricky Cricky, had a a little mishap with his Diablo 550. Uh, yeah, way out. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he uh, he lost orientation. It just got you know, it got really far, really small, and he lost orientation. He throttle hold down. Um, I, I I mean, the crash was fine. Like he didn't. I don't think he did really any damage. I thought it was a spindle, but he said something like the spindle bolt got. But the spindle itself is fine. Oh, the spindle was okay. Yeah, um, and then he like you know put his landing gears, bent his landing gears back like he does, just you know manhandling them. But the worst part about that crash, it was the walk. Yeah, <laughs> it was so far, it was so freaking far. It was like a quarter mile away. Did he get buried? Yeah, and then he couldn't see it, and we're like, I was like guiding him, like left, closer to the tree line, left, you know. Well, Steve and I started to walk down and we got to the edge of the, the it kind of dipped down we got to the edge of the soybeans and i'm like and steve was like yeah i don't think that's a good idea if we all go down there so <laughs> i went back on the top of the hill because we had a guy flying his uh from the center section kind of over into the area yeah. where we were at right. so i stood there i had a white shirt on at that point on sunday and i said let me stand here I, you know so you can see me so they know somebody's down over here mm-hmm. and then steve stood down at the edge of the line, and then Muse never lost his sight of where it went in. 
So Muse was relaying where it was, where Ricky had to go to Steve, and Steve was like pointing and yelling in the right direction. Yeah. So he found it pretty quick. Yeah. And, you know, it's basically he told me that this, his actual spindle was fine. It's like a bolt or something. And his landing gear is bent in, and he just takes it, puts it on the, you know, whatever those airplane stand things are, and he just bends it back. He says, look, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, he bent it back, and he spooled it up, and it was, uh, yeah, it looked like the It looked like the spindle, spindle was bent. Broke. Um, yeah. I think maybe it's just like something loosened up, but he said later on he uh, took a look at it and he said it was fine. So cool. So my first flight of Sunday and a freshly rebuilt Oxy 3 Cube had two, no, yeah, two tuning flights on it. And this was going to be the third tuning flight. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to tune it. Uh, you know, like all I did, you know, Anthony, you were there when I first started tuning it the uh, Saturday. So it was just like, however, do your flips, do your uh, tail, you know, optimization and your cycling optimization. But now, like this time, I was like, okay, I'm going to actually tune the rates and stuff, you know, get it all going. But of course, it's like how I always say, oh, I'm just going to hover for a little bit. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to just hover it. I'm going to crash it and drive it into the ground um, <laughs> doing uh, TikToks and then Piro tick- trying to do a half Piro TikTok or like I do like a one tail spin on the talk on the push and then I do a tick and then I do another try to do another half you know one 360 spin I guess I did it while I was too far vertical so the disc was straight up and down and I didn't get enough push to and enough rates to come out of it, so I drove it in, scorping that back tail. That thing was like shaped like a, yeah. a J, you know, like it was just <laughs> it was just bent backwards. Uh, <laughs> of course, you know, I'm like, whatever, you know, it's an oxy. I crash them all the time, not a big deal. And I wish I had <laughs> my parts because Phil Goo is like. Now the true testament of that <laughs> that helicopter is if you could get that fixed in ten minutes. I'm like. Damn, I wish I had my parts. I wish I had my parts because I would love to get this fixed in 10 minutes and show him, you know? But, yeah. No, didn't have my parts. So. Um, it yeah. took me 10 minutes to fix it and then 10 minutes to do that main gear bolt. And so 20 minutes. <laughs> so. True, yeah. But, dude, I'm getting so much better at replacing that. Me too. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I can usually get it on the first try now. Mm-hmm. It's just but lining yeah, up and holding it, yep. Yeah, I think your disc was, uh, like you said, it was uh, perpendicular to the ground, and you're not catching really any air that way to keep you above the ground. Right, to keep me yeah. elevated. Um, and then, and my rates weren't high enough. Like I, I usually because I reset the Neo when I when I rebuilt it um, from I'll call it a rekit because it practically was I placed frames and everything. It was basically. Set at like default, like ninety. It's way too slow for. I don't fly, and all my helis are one ten to one twenty now, and it's way too slow. So I just couldn't push it out and get enough positives. So it was only about ten feet off the ground, or twelve feet, or something like that. So it drove in like under power, yeah. bam, into the ground. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, oh well. And you know, I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of peanut gallery comments behind we were me. We're choking and around after that. We're like, yeah, now uh-huh. you're tuning it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you know, brand new set of Zeal, you know, 325 millimeter blades. 
done. Yeah, that that's what all hurts, three man. spindles done. Oh, <laughs> Major yeah. done, tail boom done, tail push rod done. Uh, what else broke on that? Tail fin done. Which Harley is this? The Oxy three cube, the two fifty five. Oh, you said 325 blades. I'm like, what? No, no, the 220 to 255. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, those are those are cooked. Uh, basically, third flight done. <laughs> Man. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. It's part of the hobby. Um, I know now not to. If I reset my Neo, I gotta get my rates back to where I'm used to. I can't can't have them. You know, the default stock ones for a, a 450 size heli, right? Other 450. Usually set to like ninety. Yeah, no, it's too low for me now. I gotta have at least one ten. That's the lowest I go with any of my helis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you know, it's 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 the having the rates. I, I do one twenty on the tail, one ten on the head, and it's usually because I'm you know like if I mess up, I want to be able to quickly get that thing level. And I learned my lesson with the the five seventy. It flipped so. Because it was at like ninety, like I, I never turned that one up. Um, after that, all my helis, I've I've just cooked them up. So I wanted to be able to flip fast, faster, faster. So, mm-hmm. was there any other crashes? Um, did anyone see a crash on the right side of the field? It looked like a white goblin five seventy. Yeah, you know what happened? That, that was, was our, Saturday, right? Yeah, that was my buddy um, Jeff Langdon, the Align pilot. Okay, he um so. He, we don't know if it was Loctite or what, but you know you have the four posts that hold the upper servo transmission to the lower transmission? Uh-huh. No it, way. We think two of the screws came out, which allowed the painting and everything to tilt up. So the okay. entire top of the transmission with the rotor head mm-hmm. completely separated from the helicopter. No way. I've yeah. never wow. heard or seen that ever happen. Wow, that's first, crazy. First, first for everything. But yeah, it was a white Goblin 570. Yeah, because all I remember is... I hear a heli go down, and I see on the left side a, a white body. On the right side, a white tail boot of, like, you know, pop off the ground. I was like, oh, something went in, and it's a goblin. I can tell. You know, and I was, I was all the way back at the tent city, so. Transmission uh, completely separated from the, from the main transmission. Wow, that's insane. Wow. Other than that, there's low, low, a lot of little dumb thumbs and mechanical errors, but other than that, this was a—it's always been a safe year. This is our 14th year running, incident-free, and as far as helicopter crashes, like I said, count them on count them on one hand. It was a very—that's what we want to see. You know, yeah. people are out there pushing themselves, but it was a very respectable year. Yeah. And and out of my 40 flights, mine were mine were all perfect. I flew kind of semi-conservative all weekend. The, the velocity on Sunday, I kind of pushed a few times and touched the tail or the elevator, but heli-wise. Other than my dad, my dad can't stand why hover inverted low. I love it. And uh, Anthony, Anthony heard it on Sunday. I'll be hovering like two inches off the ground inverted with a 690. You hear my dad in the pits going, okay, okay, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, dude, I, I, I don't know how you had the balls to try to cut grass with that low, low head speed. <laughs> I told my dad he could walk out there and just pick it up. Yeah. Wow. Um, I had fun cutting grass though. Uh, you know, the, uh, the 700, it was weird when I cut the grass on the right side, it had like, you had your nicely trimmed, you know, uh, feel like the, the runway part or around the runway, but then like to the side, they had like, you know, taller grass and then you had your soybean, right? That so, stuff is rough. So I was like, okay, let me try cutting that for a bit. And I, and I, 
you know, I didn't think I cut that much because I didn't see like a no more like, you know, spray of like dry grass. But when I flipped it over and landed, it was like just grass was like, like gunked on there, like stuck on there. And it was weird. Like it was like if it was wet grass, you know, when you're like you have a lawnmower and you're cutting wet grass, you look underneath the blades and you get all that grass just chunked up on it on the blades. And that's what it looked like. I was like, oh, okay. yep. Kevin sold his uh, blade 180. Yeah. With all the running around that uh, Chris did, man, mm-hmm. he's still freaking had a chance to play salesman on a few on a few things, man. Yeah. So let's Brought talk my about 180 that. up there and 180. So. Yeah, I didn't even, you know, I didn't even write anything out. They had like a table where there was some stuff on it for, uh, for sale. Chris, that is a uh, small charging case. I think that's what it was. Yep. And uh, I just threw the 180 out there. And, you know, Chris knows more people than I know up that way or whatever. Sure. And I was like, you can keep anything over this amount if you sell it. And he sold it, man. So I was like, cool. Nice. It worked out. Yep. Chris uh, brokered another deal, right? An Oxy 3. I think so, yeah. Anthony's yep. uh, yep. Oxy. Yeah, I sold, I sold my FPV racer. Yep. I sold yep. my helicopter racer. stand. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was your helicopter stand. Yep. Yeah, that was quick. That nice. was in the first thing Saturday, I think, right? Yep. I sold. Yeah, I, was, sold, I saw a guy I sold using it. it. <laughs> yep. I sold a jet. Yes. Oh, that's right. Sold a jet, too. So I, th- I think it was Russ who was like, oh, see, you bought the jet, huh? And I was like, eh, hey, we'll see. You'll hear about it on the show. No, I did not buy the jet. I bought it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Kevin is the proud new owner of an 80 millimeter Scorpion EDF free wing jet. The That's flight was awesome. Jet. The landing sucked. <laughs> I, was wor- I was worried about that cone because I, I would I, I usually bring it down. Even with uh, Scott's jet, it was a bumpy landing. I always bring it down at the end of the the, the start of the field on the right, so I have the whole. Um, runway to flare at the end but i had those stupid cones out there and i came in downwind both times with both jets and had some bumpy landings but got it down yeah yeah, yeah. They, they came down one piece it's all good yeah oh man i gotta get some batteries for that bad boy yeah what do you put in there 4100s yeah 41s 4100 6s anthony's what, got uh, some yeah Brian, no. Chris is yeah. dealing, dealing some more. Uh, we're going to have to talk. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey, sorry about that. I heard you guys calling me, but I had to run to the bathroom and I had it on mute. Oh. You don't just take the computer or whatever in with you and pee like somebody else? With the no. mic still on? <laughs> the mic still on? It's still the talking show, about stuff? The show was over. Listening. The show was over. <laughs> but the record was not. <laughs> 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 yeah, funny. you can't trust these guys. <laughs> it's Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's the one. I have no control over this. <laughs> can't trust yeah. these guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks to Chris, um, mm-hmm. I managed to offload an oxy, which I wasn't really planning on it to be honest with you. But um, he he came up asking. I forgot the guy's name, but um, we just call him Doctor Charlie. Well, Char- well, I knew I knew Charlie had my old cube and and a track. I knew you had your two oxies and and J T Marshall, um, one of my Buffalo guys. He was out there. He goes, "Oh man, these oxies are awesome. I need one." He's like, "You got one you want to sell?" I go, "I don't, but I know two guys who have two of them." I go, "We'll get you one." And uh, I brokered that deal in like an hour. And uh, I said, "All right." He's like, "Well, I don't have all the money." I'm like, "There's an ATM two miles yeah. down the road." Yeah. And uh, 
it all took was a test flight and then uh, cash in hand. Yeah, he, he takes even, PayPal. Yeah. Okay, so he, did you did you sell it with the Neo? No, no. Oh, no. Okay. So what ended up happening was um, I think I think you asked Charlie first. Right. Yeah. Charlie Charlie didn't want to sell his. It was a cube that the gentleman was looking for. Is that right? Yeah, he saw he saw Charlie. Well, he saw Steve flying his cube, and then yeah. and then Charlie walked by going to fly with you guys. He's like, "No, I want that one right there." I'm like, "I'm like, well, I just sold that to Charlie like a couple months ago. I'll ask him if he wants to sell it." And uh, I came back, and Charlie's, "No, man, I love this helicopter." I'm like, "All right, we, we'll get you something, JT." Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why I went. That's why I went and saw what you had. Yeah, I, I know. Actually, I looked at you, and I'm like, "Yo, bro, you forget about me?" Are yeah, you- yeah, I remember that was there. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't fly him, but I'll sell him. <laughs> oh boy so yeah so that, i went to the dude and um i showed him the helicopter he was looking it over he was asking me if i crashed it i'm like crazy i barely fly yes <laughs> and um he he liked the way it looked and everything else and um and like chris said he was like you know i don't have that much on me i'm like well i'm sure there's an atm around here somewhere mm-hmm. and then he was like i'll think about it i'll let you know um and then Chris, I guess Chris had to, had to hit the hammer. You know what I'm saying? Put his and said, "Listen, he's not going to let it go for less than this." And which I wasn't, you know. And finally, he said, "Okay." After Chris did a test flight, he wanted to test fly it, and he says, "You mind if I fly it?" I'm like, "If you break it, you bought it." <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was it, man. I mean, he fell in love with it once he flew it once, and um, that was Great good. Alley. It's got a it's got a new owner, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I barely flew that one. Um, I usually fly the Tariq more. Right. I just figured, you know, I'm just gonna keep the one, the two bladed, because it's less parts count, you know, less things to break if I crash, which I'm planning on pushing myself more and more now. So. All right, you all heard it here. Yep. I'm gonna push you. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. You You're gonna heard push. It here. Yeah, man. I must every time I go fly, Steve, come next to me. Well, yeah, go up, <laughs> right, down on the sticks. Why are you doing left? On, <laughs> no, on the runner. You usually do push me though. Yeah. You do, and um, like you're like, oh, you almost had it. You're still trying to get me to do a complete circuit. Yeah, I want you to start doing like circuits so you can start forming those into hurricanes and then turn those into funnels. Yeah. Uh huh. It's just the building blocks, man. You need to get the. Basics. What's up? And you know what? I could do them. It's just it freaks me out to do it on the heli. Uh-huh. I could do it because I jump on the sim and I could do it on the sim. It's just on the heli. It's just a perspective. It's just, yeah. it's just coming at you. Yeah. You yep. have to get over it. Yep. So, but I, I'll get it. I'll get there. But yeah, thanks, Chris, for help, you know, brokering that, hooking mm-hmm. it up. I owed you a favor, man. You got that goblin to me in time. I was, I was excited. Appreciate it. Nice. Yeah, that thing's sweet, man. Yeah. The All colors right, so are amazing. So yeah. who's looking for a 480? <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Dude, didn't somebody at one point say, don't you have an ATM in that big camper you got over there? <laughs> that was wanting to buy that. He had a nice camper, man. That yeah. bus camper or something. Uh-huh. He's, the one, he's the one that brought the 800-size Gasser MD500. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. I took it's, a picture of that. Didn't sound right, though. Yeah, there was you said he had some engine problems. Yeah. It sounded like it was like too lean or something. It just didn't sound it sounded weird. But um I think he did get it hovering though, right? I think you saw that, Kevin. Yeah. Nice. 
but just something I guess was up and he didn't want to fly it. Sure. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Does anyone have anything else they want to add to the main topic here? People keep asking me when's the next one. Mm-hmm. As Michelle kept saying until she got in the camper and left, three hundred and sixty-two more days. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I'm looking forward to going again for sure, man. That was a really good time. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys had fun. I'm glad you guys took the trek. I told you it'd be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think next year, um, Maria and I are <clears throat> and the family are are planning planning on going there even earlier. Probably do like a whole week up there because she went to some like science play center museum thing or whatever, and she was playing like old school arcade games, and she's like, "Oh, oh you're gonna love dude. it there." And I was the like, whole the whole second floor is a his it's a it's a Rochester Museum of Science Center. Uh-huh. Like like half the second floor is dedicated to the history of video games. Yes. Kevin. They have a whole oh, room man. for pin, they have a whole room for pinball machines. They've got That's, Atari, Nintendo, uh-huh. arcade games, you yeah. name it. Anything we saw growing up, yes. they have one of. She was they, telling they me can play for like a quarter. I like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. So we're actually gonna probably go up uh for the whole week. You know, maybe like Monday or, or Sunday, drive up and do some activities and stuff. Maybe going to uh, Canada for a day trip and stuff like that. So, Seabreeze Amusement Park, too, is like hmm? 20 minutes from the field. So, when you come up for a week, you're going to be busy nonstop. Yeah. So, so we, we're already planning for next year, you know, on the drive back, basically. So, uh, yeah. I'd um, love to go to someplace like that, but I don't want to get banned. I don't want the kids kids to be like, that guy's been on the Tron machine for an hour. Well, his name is Flynn. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> oh, man. So um, right, if no one else has anything, I just want to say one last thing. Um, I just want to thank all our listeners. I want to thank Chris Reiber and the whole Rams organization for, for throwing this awesome event, you know, for being so welcoming to, you know, at first, a bunch of strangers, you know, uh, to come to your field and, and, and you know, fly and, and kind of just, you know, partake in the, the event. So, um, yeah. Yeah, man. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much. Uh, I was already trying to figure out how I could get up there maybe in a couple more weeks or something. Just coming. Out. I was yeah. like, if I leave at 5 o'clock in the morning, I could probably get up there by 10. But I'd have to leave at, like, 2 to get home by, like, 7.30-ish. Everybody comes as strangers but they leave his family every yes. year i'll tell you Absolutely. at one point chris looked at me and he was like dude imagine doing this every weekend man how much fun would that be you know like just coming up here and hanging out i was like ah be freaking awesome be crazy dude you want to do it uh you know a weekend trip up there let me know yeah let me know let's move on to the news news i see a, a line is in the news yeah so i mean one of the things that I actually um, – I forgot his name. Was it, it was Derek. I don't know his last name. He's a Check us. Yes. There was a Derek and there was a Darren. Darren. Darren Doman. Because I was and calling then, him Darren Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> and Derek, check us. Yeah. So, so Derek was flying his Align 700X. This is the first time I've seen the Align 700X in person. And, I mean, you know, besides the little red bit in the middle of the frame, I think it's a pretty cool-looking heli. Um, it's, it flew amazing. I mean, obviously with, with the right person behind the sticks, it's going to fly amazingly, but, um, you know, I was quite impressed the sound and the way it looked and, you know, the performance of it, um, you know, and then, and then doing a little research, there's a new line T-Rex 
black 800 DFC speed that's coming out. It's all black. I think it's probably the stupidest thing to have a helicopter all black because you cannot see the damn thing. It's going to be a silhouette because it's all flat black or glossy black, whatever. So, but I mean, you know, the question I have is, is, is the line back in the picture? Are they back from the dead? They're trying. They are trying. I think they also have another model that's coming out. They have two. I know there's a 150X. It's supposed to be like their, you know, new and improved 150 DFC Pro, whatever, SE version 4, um, little micro. And then I think I saw something about a 470L. And I don't know if that's supposed to compete with like the logo 480 type of size or what. But yeah, I mean, I know they lost their uh, distribution in the U.S. for a little while. And it looks like they've gotten that back, worked out the logistics. And they're really trying to push push forward with uh, the U.S. market again, I think. I don't know. What do you guys think? More power to them. I think I counted a total of four that weekend. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was busting Jeff Landon's balls. You know, I'm like, wow, I see uh, there's two of you guys here flying a line. But as much as you joke, you go back and <clears throat> as much as people want to harp on blades and the lines, mm-hmm. I don't think as many of us would be. I mean, I flew almost every line model and blade model they had before I started flying the goblins and the logos. So if it wasn't for those companies, <clears throat> half of us wouldn't be here to today. Sure, so, sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll come. I don't know if they'll come back they want, but. That uh, 700X, I mean, Derek, Derek he, was, he was beating the hell out of it. Yes. Both noontime demos and mm-hmm. then he threw he threw lights on it at night. He was the one that was doing it. Uh, you probably couldn't see because we were blocking it, but he was the one that was doing the, the Piro TikToks. Like, or he was doing aileron TikToks, like, right over the Geotech. Like, I felt the little hair that I have on my head blowing back. I, was, oh, and I could boy. see his LEDs off the Geotech. I'm like, holy right. crap. Wow. Yeah, my wife was freaking out. Yeah, so he, he he flies the crap out of it. Yeah. Then there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah, it's just, yeah. They, I mean, they stole a lot of designs and parts from other manufacturers, but again, I wouldn't be where I am without flying, you know, 20 of their models. Mm-hmm. I never gave a line a try, like, besides the 150 and a 250 Pro DFC. Like, I really, I, I mean, a part of me kind of wants to be like, you know, you're looking for a new 700 heli. The 700X isn't, like, the price is, is very reasonable. You know, the I'm, machine. The machines are great. Is is their drawback was their electronics. They tried the fly barless units. Oh, they tried a three G and they tried a three GX. And most uh-huh. people bought the, the super Jeep combos. Pro. Yep. Yeah, they they would ditch the fly barless system and throw like an icon or V bar or, yeah. or what in it. The servos weren't bad. You look at all our old helicopters back in the day. Everybody had a DS six tens and a six twenty tail. Um, yeah. It's just their throw their their fallback was their fly barless system. Yeah. I ran those, I think it was like 610 or 615 or something like that. I ran those lines in my 550 Blade, my 550X. They just Great. talked about an RC Heli Nation last week. Those were, in their day, they were one of the most price-conscious, powerful servos on the market before MKS and BK and all those guys took to market. Right, right, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. I guess time will tell. I mean, we're, we're starting to close into the fall season now. Um, I think it's important to see what these manufacturers kind of start releasing as the, as the winter comes because that's when a lot of people start getting some interest and start, you know, figuring out winter projects, start saving some money, you know, uh, Black Friday deals, 
you know, Christmas deals, all that, all the holiday deals that come at the end of the year and stuff to see, um, you know, what their next hell is going to be for the new season. So we'll see. Hey, speaking of news. Yes. Um, I believe this is old news, but I remember them stating that uh, they're releasing some type of three-bladed head system. Yes, yes. A line is three-bladed head and three-bladed tail. Has it come out yet? I'm not sure if it's in production, but I know like folks like Zabo and um, a couple of their other team pilots already got their hands on them and they've been flying them. Okay. Um, it looks cool. Well, it just looks like a three-bladed head of with their like blade grip style. You know, they're a little bit like they get a little fatter at the ends and they're kind of very smooth looking. Gotcha. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm actually looking to move away from three-bladed heads. Um, yeah, yeah, I want to go to like eight-bladed heads. Yeah. Airwolf style. Um, we'll get into that in the next section, I guess, uh, for what's next for you in the hobby. Um, but is there any other news? Nope. Cool. These news were brought to you by Arnold. Insert yeah. Arnold clip. Yeah, you know, you just can't open up your mouth and sound like Arnold. <laughs> you know, dude, I, I, we, we got to come up with something new. Yes. We got to come up with something because everybody's like, I love the Arnold spot, dude. Yes. Now what are you going to do? You're going to have to do more Arnold. I got hmm. people coming up to me. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying to put you on the spot, though, at the at the Jamboree. Yeah. Yeah. You got all, you got all red like a little girl. Yeah, I like, did. I, I got to watch. <laughs> That's what I should have said. I have to watch. You can't, you can't open up your mouth. I'm not here to do Arnold. I'm here to fly these damn helicopters. <laughs> I'm, I'm yelling to the piss. I'm like, Arnold, Arnold, Kevin. <laughs> I, knew, I knew he was yelling at me. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, so who wants to start? I wanted to say, everybody chill. <laughs> My favorite line. <laughs> yes. Oh, this guy is amazing. <laughs> so what's next for you in the hobby? I'm going to relax. Coming off the heli jam, I usually take like a week off. All my birds are in perfect shape. Everything's hung back up. Everything's discharged. I'm going to take a week off. Um, I'm just going to relax, see what comes up next for my review list. Um, and I'm close to breaking my flying count. I haven't two kids this year. I thought I'd be flying a lot less. But um, 2016 flight count currently after last weekend is 424 flights. Last year, 2015, was 486. So I still have a few months of uh, – season left here so i think i'm gonna mm-hmm. match or break my flight count if i'm lucky nice that's it for me nice dude nice short short and sweet cool i'll go next all right well for me i really 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 need to get more stick time for my helis after this weekend you know seeing my friends all the new friends that i made Everyone having a blast. After I finally got on the sticks, it made me realize what I've been missing, man. You know, what I've been neglecting, I should say. Yes. That's a better word. I've been neglecting. Yes. Which is my true passion and what got me started in this hobby, which is helicopters. So, on that note, I may not be selling my 570 anymore. Nice. Oh, dude, you know I'm inserting the sad violin music there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You can do that. So I may just keep it and 
do like maybe a fall build with it. Who knows? You know what it? I just oh, it's not to... built. No, no. I'm still sitting in a box with all the electronics on top. That box has a, like uh, that box has some dust on it, man. Did you even take the plastic off? Or is it yeah, plastic wrap. Okay. Yeah, I took the plastic off because I always love looking at canopies. So and the smell and the smell, <laughs> smell in the canopy and boom. Yep. Yeah. So I I checked all that out. I wanted to see if everything was pretty much similar as to all the other ones, and of course it is. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I haven't built it yet. I think I actually need. An ESC and servos, and that's it. Okay. So I have batteries. I have everything else. Nice. So I even got uh, upgrades like the aluminum motor mount. I got the AD, KDE tray system. Mm-hmm. So I just need an ESC, and uh, I just don't know which one to put in there yet. I was thinking about doing the 130. Yeah. From, from Wing, but I... I hear people putting in the 100 high voltage in there works just as fine. I don't know. What do you think? I, I wish I hooked up my UI sensor, but knowing that um, I'm not going to keep the hell out and anyone to waste the UI sensor on it and could heck up the wires. I don't think I, – I, I think 100 would be fine, HV, especially a hobby wing because they can overamp to like 150, 160 easily. Yeah. You know I'm a, I, mean? I think I'll reach out to Kyle. And I'll just ask him what he uses. And I'll just go based on that. And then cut that in half. Or double that because he has perfect collective management and we don't. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, also posting the uh, Trioblin, you know, the Facebook page. See what other people are running um, in their 570s, um, you know. Unlike Anthony, who won't be selling his 570KC, I've posted my 570KC for sale. I am, like, you know, the small helis, Oxy, Goblin, that fits the bill perfectly. But when I want some, you know, when I want to fly something that's bigger or big, it's a 700. Hands down, the 700, I have the most fun, most like I'm actually more comfortable flying the 700 than the 380 now because I know that the 700 will float. I know that it'll give me time to do stuff and the power to punch out of anything I need to. So the 700, it's it's that's gonna be my next heli. I'm selling the 570. Whatever money I get from that, it's gonna go directly right into another 700 heli. And um, talking to a lot of people at the Funfly. I, you know, I, was, I kept on kind of with the same, you know, spiel. Like, okay, I want either a Black Thunder 7 or a, a Mikado Logo 7 or the Protoss Max. But I'm kind of leaning towards the Protoss Max V2 because of the price point. Nine out of ten people that I spoke to in, in that man, you know, with that conversation was all like, don't get the Protoss Max. Don't get the Protoss Max. I've had it. It's, a, it's too heavy. There's too much disc loading. You have to run 717, 720s. You have to stretch it, run 14S to, to uh, really get a full potential out of that heli. And I don't think I want 14S yet because then that involved me buying new packs. Black Thunder 700 or the new Mikado Logo 700. Those have become my two options. Um, they're priced pretty much exactly the same at this point. And... Um, I, you know, I was actually going to pull the trigger yesterday on on the logo 700. Like, I had the cart ready to go, and I was like, do I do this or do I not? Do I do this or do I not? And I decided not to because I still wanted to you know, get that 570 sold. Um, 
but yeah you better sell that first but um you know come like the next sale date like whatever uh i guess what's the next one maybe black friday sale yeah black friday sales um you know or maybe halloween i think you know whether it sells or not i'm just gonna buy it i'm gonna buy it i'm gonna start stripping the stuff out of it uh, I'll either sell it just for airframe and start selling every component separately or or still try to sell it. I don't know. Maybe I'll just throw it up on eBay because I know if I throw it on eBay, I'll definitely sell it in like, you know, whatever, the seven-day auction or whatever. So, um, but yeah, that's, you know, that's that's my next thing. I need another 700 heli. Currently, though, I did put a parts order with legs. Oh, man. I, I like, like you know, I'm like looking at it. I'm like, how did this all come up to be so much? I don't understand. But then it's like, oh, wait, I have three sets of blades. I have three sets of tail moves, three sets of this, three sets of that. Okay, yeah, I'm tripling up on all my parts. Yeah, of course, it's going to be expensive. Yeah, so I got that order in. Basically, I am going to fix the Oxy3Q, but I am no longer going to be running 255s on that. I am going to stretch it to 285 and leave it as a 285 uh, cube. So that way I could share the tail boom um, and, you know, the blades with my Tariq, which is a 285 too. So Nice. Yeah, so I've decided to stretch that. And, and we'll see. Maybe, you know, now I can kind of tell the difference between a two-bladed and three-bladed when they're the exact same blade size to see... You know, if yeah, because we get that question almost all the time, right? And we can't really say because it's like, well, you're you're like, it's funny because I have the sport. Your sport is a two bladed two fifty five. My cube is a three bladed two fifty five, and then and then we have the you have your cube which is a two eighty five, and I have my two bladed Tariq, which is you know. So it's like we have the opposites, and I don't think we've ever like I don't think I've ever flown your heli and then like my heli back to back, you know. No, I know you've flown my uh my. You probably flown flown the cube, but not. No, I flew your not sport. Not what you would notice. I flew your sport. Oh yeah, that's right. I know you with flew the your plastic sport, blades. Yeah. <laughs> plastic blades. Yeah. Bouncing off the geotech. Yeah, <laughs> bending mm-hmm. the geotech. <laughs> bending. Yep. But yeah, so so I just got to fix up the Oxy Three Cube. Um, I've actually just finished building a Lynx FPV. Uh, Zap 210 quad today. Um, everything is programmed, all wired up, FPV, all that fun stuff. It's all done. I just have to tune it and put some props on it and actually fly it. So this weekend, I'll probably bring that out just to give it a shot and see what it feels like. Did you hear that, Anthony? Yep. FPV quad. Yeah, man. I'm Lynx. I'm, I'm, I'm a rep for Lynx. I, I should try out the product, right? So at least I have an opinion when someone asks me. Oh, what try this excuse. out. What an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I actually enjoyed the, the Hive, flying that line of sight acrobatic stuff. I didn't know Lynx made anything like that. So, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see yeah. what it's like, too. Yeah. So far, the build looks pretty cool. And, and such a unique design with the, uh, the way that the, I guess... The flight control is up front. I'm never like I've never really usually the flight control is like right smack in the middle, so it's on uh it's on equal distance from the uh, uh from the motors. But the way that the layout is, is I guess it's still equal distance, maybe? I don't know. It looks like I mean the flight control is like pretty much right behind the camera up front. We'll see how it flies. 
Um, one thing is it doesn't like the camera I'm using, the arrow, uh, the fox, what's it called? Fox ear? Fox? Fox, fox ear. Fox ear arrow. Yeah. Um, the camera sticks out way too much, whether I'm using the lynx mount or I'm using the mount that comes with the camera, which kind of looks like a, a U bracket that you bolt in and then you bolt the camera to it. Um, it if I tumble, I can definitely smash the lens right on the ground um, if I tumble forward, you know. But whatever, I'll give it a shot, see what happens. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what's next for me. All right, Kevin, it's all you. Dude, when you're talking about when I fly, I need to grab a man's flight size. I'm thinking about this cartoon I used to watch when I was a kid. If you want to smoke, you got to smoke a man's cigarette, an El Ropo. (laughs) I don't know, I just thought of that when you were like, yeah, fly a man's helicopter. All right, <laughs> so I'm going to be working on my little kid's helicopter. I don't little even, wait, size. did I say no, man's helicopter? No, nah, you didn't. It was just the way you said it. It reminded me of that commercial in the little cartoon I used to watch. Okay, so, so what's up with your kitty helis? What's up with, for me and my, my little 570? Dude, I just want to fly it. I yes. want to fly it and fly it and fly yes. it some more. And I got to order some batteries for the jet, man, so I can fly that. I can try that out. But I'm really, I'm really psyched to fly the 570 because I, I hovered it. It was really good. I hovered it my driveway and on the side of the house, and the thing was rock solid. So I just want to take it out to the, to the big field, cool. get some flights in on it. Yeah, man. I want to see that fly. All That's right. it, man. Let's wrap it up then. So wrapping it up. Yeah. Uh, I looked at Podbean and I didn't see anything new except a couple of new likes on a couple of episodes. Cool. Musamil Abazi. That's our buddy Muse. He liked the uh, episode NJ, the, the one about the the heli jamboree and the jets. He he liked that one. Mm-hmm. And Mister Moby's liked episode thirty eight. Fred Provost. So I am deleting Mister Moby's. <laughs> Odd being, no. Well, Fred was right. Somebody does actually like him or his episode. It's Mister Moby's. Oh, man, you know Fred is right now. Oh, when he hears the episode, he's going to be like, he's going to message you right off Facebook. <laughs> See, I told you. I told they just, you. They just don't like me when, I'm, when you're on the show with me. <laughs> no, he's going to message me. You know that, Mr. Moby's? That's me. That's I liked myself. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not him, though. <laughs> I was, All I right. was cyber-stalking him. Oh, boy. But thanks to the kick-ass uh, HeliFest and all the new and old people that, you know, listeners that we made, yes. we, we do have quite a bit of Facebook likes. Yeah, we had a surge in Facebook. I, I think this is like the last, like, three days. <laughs> we got uh, 15 more likes. So we're at a total wow. of 287. You want me wow. to read the ones that I know and then I'll let you take over? Sure. That means I'll, I'll butcher less of those names. Cool. Yes. So Chuck Wright, Chuck and Hannah Wright, that's uh, that's a family that, well, you weren't at dinner, but that's Chuck Wright. He had a pop-up camper over by the, the food, and Hannah was the one taking all the awesome pictures for us. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Jake Shambo is my buddy up in Watertown. He was unable to make it this weekend. Um, he hasn't flown a lot this summer, so he didn't get, get out as much. Um, Glenn Davy, that's my neighbor who lives behind me. He's been watching me fly in the neighborhood for like four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Whiteman, that is a designer of the VTX rotor blades. He's actually an airline pilot. Nice. Oh, wow. 
Kevin St. Creer. That's actually one of my MCAS pilots up in uh, Canada. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. My- Michael Welch. We all know him well after this awesome weekend. Yep. Yep. Michelle Silverstein. You heard her screaming all weekend. Yeah. Woo! When that check goes by. <laughs> woo! <laughs> Santino Nimi. We know Santino. Philip Goodwin. Um, Eugene Rotorquest. He's the owner of Rotorquest there up in uh, Canada. Nice. And I'll let you run with the rest of the list. That was a bunch of our good friends from the Heli Show and more that liked yeah. their page. Cool. All right. So next we got Clifford Wakeman, Ika Sanjaya, Phil Dees. <laughs> Phil Dees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I was waiting for someone to say the, the last part of his name. Um, <laughs> uh, Charles Haas, Joss Moss, Charlie. Hermanson, Brian Quigg, Jeff Williams, and is this from last week? Maybe I think this might. Chris yeah. Whitey, Wildy, Wildy. Missed one at the top, dude. Oh, and the one that I italicized because I wrote that in is Ben Halsley. All right, thanks everyone for liking our page. Definitely spread the word. And uh, let's see if we can bust that 300 number soon. Nice. So, cool. All right. Uh, I mean, Facebook comments, was, that was pretty hard. Um, there's just so much stuff. You know, we were posting quite a bit of stuff, and there was a lot of comments. Uh, I don't know, Kevin, did you take note of any? Or I'm sorry, listeners, but I was in Vegas and then had quite an experience before the fun fly, and I did not look at any of these. Yes. You know, I'm the only one that sees Facebook. No one else sees it. So, yes. I'm just being very sarcastic. Oh, one thing I didn't get a chance to mention. Oh, man. How did I forget this? I got to try out the uh, Mikado V, uh, not Mikado, the VTX uh, 697 blades um, on the Goblin 700. I got to say, those blades make me want to buy those blades. This is exactly what Fred was talking about. What? All right. I can calm down. Show's almost over. Oh, no, wait. I forgot something. <laughs> sorry, Fred. And I guess, sorry, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a habit. Hey, it is. We go, we go, you know, we kind of bounce around. That's awesome. I'm only, I'm only Um, Yeah. Those blades are actually pretty nice. Um, they're weird shape, and I kind of like them. The best part about them is not really the performance. I mean, they do definitely perform different than the the Z710s I have. Um, they transition from positive to negative quicker. They they you know. Um, oh really? Yeah, they seem to have better, uh, more linear feeling. Like it doesn't. I don't know. Like I don't know how to describe it. But like when I punch out, it just kind of punches out and keeps going instead of like trailing, feeling like it trails off. So I guess they're they're probably just holding inertia better or whatever, um, cut through the air better. But one thing I like about them is the visualness of them, the the visibility of them. You see this like kind of black disc with this like four inch round white disc spinning around. That just it just it really makes it easy to see the the top of the disc. Um, one thing I did notice about it is the disc, the the blades felt like when they were on the ground, I was just kind of pitch pumping, and they they bounced a lot, they moved a lot, they shook. 
it was fine in the air, but it just I noticed that um, one thing when they were on the ground, like you know that they were very like they're strong, but they're very thin, I guess. So so when you you know change the blade angle, um, that that like inertia would kind of you know river out or like ring out. I did enjoy it. Um, I would might be say... buy, I might be buying a set of seven seventeens. I wish I tried the seven seventeens. Um, because I really like the goblin. My goblin is heavy. I have a lot of stuff on it. Um, I would rather have gotten. Uh, I mean, I would rather have the same type of like light seven ten disloading, um, but with the performance of the six ninety seven. So, is that uh, the only sizes they come in? Right now. Right now, yeah. I know Chris okay. said that he tested the uh, like a five hundred class size, right? Yeah, the four. I was testing the four seventy sevens. The five fifty sevens are right behind it, and then. Uh, then I'll probably work on a, like a 607. Cool. Did you compare – I know you compared the blades, but did yeah. you compare like uh, your flight time or your battery? Your, 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 um, your, so, yes. You know, like, so, like to find out if they're more efficient or not. So I – I didn't compare the, the the flight time. Like I ran the full flight on my seven tens because I'm I'm really used to those blades. Because I was the first one to try out the six ninety sevens, I didn't want to push it too far. I didn't do all my moves. I didn't try doing pure flips. I did TikToks and punch outs and you know uh, funnels and that type of stuff. Like just regular. Yeah, you were scared to break them. But I, I was yeah, I was <laughs> I was nervous about like being the first one to try them. And yeah. if I were to, you know, put them in. So um, I I came down at 40% or my V control is telling me I have 40% left. So I came down. But I looked and I pulled the same amount of max amps. I pulled 155 amps on both flights. Oh, okay, cool. So I still pushed the, you know, I still pushed my power system. But I don't know, like, if I would have gotten longer flight times or, or you know, or what, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so back to the show. We have the <laughs> website comments, iTunes reviews. Yes. <gasps> what do we got? Bolter303 gave us a review that says, I really enjoy the podcast. I am new to RC and fly airplanes and quads. Never really got into hellos, but after listening, I am interested. Keep it up. Awesome. Five stars. We'll convert you. No. I guess he meant hellies. <laughs> Maybe helos. He wrote hellos, but that's okay. We understand what he means, mm-hmm. and we appreciate the five star review. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefallrc at gmail dot com. Like us on Facebook, facebook dot com slash freefallrc podcast. Chris, take the website www.freefallrcpodcast.com Awesome. Hopefully Chris will, will get Chris will have some time in this uh, week-long break to maybe you know add a little Northeast model helicopter jamboree section. Yeah, I'll get the I'll get the gallery going and yeah. I'll, uh, I'll get that video up tomorrow. Yeah, get the video up, the, the gallery. Let's uh, let's all send them any pictures we have so we could add them to the uh, 800 pictures that what's her name Hannah took, <laughs> um, and go from there. Um, all right, flight test forums. Say hi to Nick. Hi Nick. 
Hi, Nick. Off the field, audio and video production other than Flight Test Podcast. And then you'll see us Freefall RC Podcast next to the uh, Flight Test Community Cast, folks. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our, our little show that we got here. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. Peace. Peace. No helis, no peace. No helis, no peace. So real quick, and I gotta go with the fuck this no back. No <laughs> I, I forgot to mention it. I was on a flight line. You guys were probably behind the fence, but you, you guys know the east side of our field. We've got that kind of tree in the middle of the